What is up, everybody? Today's episode is brought to you by Much Love Clothing. That is my brand. Yes, you can find it at muchlovestore.com. We are an American first brand. We take pride in creating a much love community where we are proud to be American. We are pro-constitution. We are pro-patriot, where we want to spread love over hate. We don't want to pound people with your dumbs, libtards, idiots. We want to we want to show people that we actually care about human kindness. So this is a patriot brand an American first brand that wants to spread love over hate. We want to spread the patriot message, the American message, the fact that we know that our country hasn't always been the best. We know that there's a lot of racism that was involved in our history, but the strides we have taken forward have been so amazing that I am proud to call myself an American. And we want to continue to be proud to call ourselves American, not embarrassed, not ashamed, but understand that the growth we've made is what's so amazing about this country. So if you want to support the channel, this content, and myself and my business, please go over to muchlovestore.com to check out some clothes, some race, race bands, wristbands, hats, um, a bunch of different stuff. Uh, we appreciate you guys, and uh, let's dive into this podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the John Dawson Perspective Podcast with co-host Blue Collar, Ben. Um, I can't believe it's been a week since we've been on here already. I feel like we literally just finished that conversation like last night. Time does fly, man. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good, man. I'm I'm tired. I've been going nonstop, but I'm 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 a lot of things are getting checked off the list, so I'm excited. Um, how you doing? Good, man. It's that time of year to start checking things off the list. Got a great guest tonight. I'm excited, man. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So guest, I'm stoked. This is going to be a different kind of direction that we've normally gone. Um, we have none other than the one and only Nick. Luci- is it Luciano? Uh, people say it both ways. Luciano, Luciano, kind of okay. whatever you guys prefer. Awesome. This, this man is the most loved cowboy on TikTok, and that's not self-proclaimed. That is by <laughs> pretty much everyone on TikTok. Most uh, the third most, I guess you would just say viral video on TikTok. Um, four point something million followers, four point six, four point seven. Um, good dude, been following you since you were at like I think one hundred and fifty thousand followers. Yeah. So it's been a long slash short road. But um, how you doing, man? What's what's up? I'm doing great, man. I had a great day. Um, sort of a day off for me. I don't really have many of those because uh, ever since I made like TikTok and social media my full time job you don't really when you whenever you own your own business you never really get days off so today was a a good day off so when i got your text last night i was like hell yeah i'll jump on the podcast awesome so you have to like force yourself to like stop because like it's one of those things where you could literally work every single minute of every day so do you like force yourself to be like hey today like chill out oh yeah like my eyes strain from staring at screens all day um whether it's like filming with my camera or just like studying tiktok or you know emails or Whatever it is, sometimes I literally have to just like put all my screens aside and just like go outside. <laughs> Did you just say studying TikTok? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like to like I I don't swipe just for the the joy of it. I study every video, so like kind of look at the comments and stuff and and see the trend and and I put them into my favorites for my other videos. So I don't say like I cat 
I do casually scroll sometimes, but most of the time I'm studying for like the next move to make, if that makes sense. Yeah, huh. absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, that's life. That's business. I mean, that's what TikTok is. I mean, a mm -hmm. lot of people look at it as entertainment, but um, it really is a major platform that gives you, I mean, it's insane. Like, I mean, it's, it's absolutely insane. So before we get too far, I want to just let you introduce yourself to everyone. Like however you want. I mean, I know a lot of people know you as, as what is it? Is it I, keep, Sugar I, crush. I, 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 I want to say candy crush just because <laughs> I grew up in like that Facebook time when that was like the biggest game. But, yeah. So, so sugar crush. So, Tell people like who you sure are, crash. what you do, what you're about. And Candy Crash, Crush, Candy, sugar, yeah, crash. Sugar, crash. Sugar, sugar Crash, Sugar Crash, Sugar Crash. Yeah, okay. I even got a mix up when I first did the video with Sugar Crush, but I, I was saying I Sugar Crush, but it's actually Sugar Crash. Wow. Um, I but I guess that's a, a good segue into like <laughs> what I'm trying to accomplish is being more than the Sugar Crash guy because I get comments all the time like, "Hey, it's the Sugar Crash guy." <laughs> no, I'm gonna be like, "No, my name's Nick." Um, but yeah, my name is Nick. I'm a 24 year old, um, content creator. I currently live in Texas. I grew up in Maryland though. And I noticed your, your shirt, oh, Maryland, my Maryland. Um, yeah. Um, and I moved down here and finished my, uh, degree in engineering. And I worked as an engineer for about three years and I said, screw this. That's not what I want to do. And now I do social media and I run my own clothing line and videography business. And now I'm here. So, yeah. Man, that's the dream. Heck yeah. That, that's just like when I saw, so I like that's what just makes me mad that I got into politics. I'm like, man, my life could be so great. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's awesome, man. Like, so. I, I had that I had this weird thing that happened to me the other day. Um, I'm, I'm I'm doing this partnership down the road, but I, I need to get my truck worked on and all this stuff. And I was I was at this guy that I wanted to do some body work with me, and like I was telling him all the crazy stuff I wanted to do, and he like looks at me, he's like, "What do you do, man?" And I like <laughs> thought about it for a second because my due to due, due to like the 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 increase in lumber and everything with construction, which is what I do, I'm yeah. doing like basically no construction right now. I can't afford it. It's it's mm -hmm. I mean a piece of OSB is thirty bucks. So I was like, I like stood there for a second and I was like, I'm a social media person, dude. Like, <laughs> I didn't know how to expect because I never thought because I'm like the, la the last couple months, I've just been creating content, running my clothing brand, you know, just thinking about the next thing to push out there, how to make some ad, like different stuff like that. And I never thought about like, yo, like this is what I do. Like, I don't have to be anywhere in the morning or some nine to five. Like, when did you when did you start being? that like when did you start being i mean a content creator i guess so i had always been like filming like myself since i was a kid like um whenever i got like a camcorder for christmas or whatever one of those like flip ones from like best buy that like 1080p was the max resolution on it and it was like the best thing ever um and then that's when like the the droid envy and the smartphones came around so like the cameras started with those um, and I had always been making content with like my friends doing basketball. I was doing basketball trick shots before do perfect was. And then after they got big, I was like, damn, I missed my shot. Um, yeah. but I didn't. And, um, then I just kept going and I, I went to college and I, I decided one day, like my junior year college, like I'm going to get back into social media because I kind of put it off to the side when, um, when all the, you know, I was playing sports and, I went to college for engineering. So I was like, obviously just swamped with schoolwork. 
Um, so then junior year of college, I decided to go to just get back in the game, you know, step up my photography a little bit. Um, I got to about like 7,000 followers on Instagram, but that was about, about it. Um, and then after I got my engineering job working as an engineer, quarantine hit and we were able to work from home 24 seven. And I was like, okay, I had already had like 30,000 followers on TikTok at the time. And I was like, okay, this could really like turn into something because now I have like more time to focus on my brand at home while I'm working. Um, so I developed the logo, I developed the slogan, I developed the, um, you know, the, the brand itself and then just kept grinding out content. And I start, I went from posting once every other day to five to six times a day. And then I noticed some rapid growth, but it took me like almost the entirety of quarantine um, the initial quarantine, like a year to get my first hundred thousand followers. Um, and then when I, you know, went from a hundred thousand to like 200,000, 300,000, 400,000, it was like steady income along with shooting videography pod projects. And I said, all right, like I'm going to jump. So then at that point I just jumped and I, I was working in Maryland at the time. And then I moved back to Texas and just, went full time at it and just hoping that this would happen. And, and it did. So that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that is all. I mean, that really is cool. It's like the, if that's not the American dream right there, uh, you're, you were in, you're in a mechanical engineering, right? Yeah. Yep. So you, you love math. You have a very, uh, technical, logical kind of mind. Very, very, I'm very analytical. Very what, do you remember the day that you realized that you could quit your job being a mechanical engineer and focus on what you wanted to focus on? Yeah, I remember just like I started making sales online on Shopify and I was like, I could do this. I can do this. And we were like, we we're slowly starting to go back to work with like, you know, after the first initial quarantine or whatever. And it was only us like we could. I shared an office with three other coworkers, and it was no windows, too, by the way. So it was like just the, the dumbest like kind of office. And I just remember sitting there like, I hate this. Like, this is not what I like. I know I'm good at it, but I, 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 it's not what I want to do. And I remember I just, I called my mom and I was like, I don't want to work here anymore. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was, the phone call, like, oh, that was the first person you saw. Yeah. My mom's one of my biggest supporters. She's awesome. That's crazy. So, so man, that's badass. So there's a lot that, that you did though. Like, to see that, like, because a lot of people will have, like, even for me, like, like I have an okay following. I never wanted to launch, like, the merch because I, I hate when people say merch, like, merch, all this stuff. I had, like, yeah. a back connotation because it was used differently five years ago, right? Mm -hmm. And I slowly stepped into, I'm like, okay, well, I hit 400,000, then 500,000. And I was, like, I think it was around, like, 600,000. I was, like, I should probably just drop something, like, yeah. something because the only stuff i've ever dropped is if it was like meaningful like i dropped you know inspire to inspire but i made like a dollar a shirt it wasn't for me it was just to get a message out yeah. and then like i decided to do it and then you realize oh my gosh like this is modern day business like i look at myself so like insignificant right i mean i don't even have a million followers i don't have this i don't have that i'm a nobody but like you saw a vision before like it was even to that point and you like crafted perfectly to where like when you when you got that 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 influx of followers recently, but even before 
you had like plans to like implement things as it went up. That's like that's that's a foreshadow like crazy. Mm-hmm. I always knew like because nobody no like nobody in this Western kind of lifestyle puts like a twist on it as as I do. Um, so I, I always knew that like I had the technical capabilities to set myself apart from everybody else with an iPhone. Um, but you know, after sugar crash kind of took, took off, I, I'm down do more high definition videos just because I, people love it. I had that capability before. Um, but I, I always had the vision. Like I, I'm going to, I told myself, I was like, I'm going to have millions of followers one day. I know it. I know it. I know it. And I never strayed from that. There was like zero doubt in my mind. It was just when it was going to happen. So, so what made you want to be a content creator? Like, like how, how old were you? I, maybe you said already. How old were you when you were like, yo, like I want to create content. I want to be in the spot. Like I want to like make people smile, laugh. Like when did that like kind of start to be even a thought for you? It was it was about the time I was I was definitely in high school um, because. Um, you know, I was on the basketball team and I started just kind of, like I said, when the smartphones came out, I was probably, I was probably like 14, 15 at the time. And, um, and that's when I first got the smartphone. I was recording before that, but 14, 15 and in high school, you know, I started filming myself, myself doing dunk videos. Um, and then, uh, when Vine came around, I started to get big on Vine and, I had about 30,000 followers on Vine. So then I was like the talk of Maryland or, or our little county or whatever. Um, I was competing with another kid actually on Instagram. Like we were the two social media famous kids. <laughs> that was like the first taste of it. And some people really liked it. And obviously some people really hated it. But, I, you know, that faded. And But I always had that urge to just create. I, w- I wouldn't say it was like just be in the spotlight, but just the urge to create and share that. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. yeah. I feel I feel the same. I've been I've been creating content. I never looked at it like in a scale type way, but like mm-hmm. I always had a message to put out there, whether it was like in football motivation, make a workout video. Like I was always that guy that was like creating something for like my friends or or even to put on social media, but I never saw it like being a path. Like, you know, I, I recently just found out who Mr. Beast was. Everybody's like, Mr. Beast. I was like, what are you talking about? And I found yeah. him like a couple years ago and I was like, oh, that's like, this dude's like not making a living. This dude's making a legacy. Like that's yeah, insane. Like, but I, I first have to say before I forget, you have one of the dope, did you draw your, your, your brand logo yourself? No, I, I came up with the concept and then I had my, uh, my designer, Jonathan come up with it. Dude, that thing is, that thing is fire. I was like looking at it on your website at the time and I was like, cause I saw it like from a distance on people's hats. Mm-hmm. And I see it pop on TikTok, which was crazy. You did a really good job by branding yourself because I remember seeing those hats and I remember always asking myself, who the hell's hats are those? And why is everybody wearing them? <laughs> like on, on my side of the spectrum, everybody's wearing the Hodge Twins hats. And I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, okay, I get it. I, I see it. I see it. And then I see like this, this like, you know, NL and the horns. And I'm like, is that like, a, I thought it was like a Western thing. I thought it was something like Ariat or, or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I must just be out of the loop by now. And then, like, I started, like, looking closer at you because I saw you wore it. And I'm like, wait, is this this guy's stuff? And then I saw, I was like, whoa, like, that's that's quality. How, how did you, I mean, I don't, I don't know how to put it, but, like, what, what made you think that, like, I don't know, I don't know how to put this, that you had something that anybody cared about, like, that, that anybody wanted to even see what you were 
Like, who? why did you think anybody cared? Well, one, because um, I went through, like, a lot of self-discovery in, in college. And um, everybody constantly goes through that. And I kind of wanted to start a brand that shows that, like, you can literally you can do anything you set your mind to. And I know I, that's cliche, but um, I went through a lot of self-discovery because, like, you know, I was like in high school, I was lost with who I was. I was trying to fit in with every single group. I was trying to, you know, I played basketball, football, baseball. I was trying to be friends with all the jocks. And then I also wanted to be, I was in engineering. So I wanted to be friends with all the nerds so we could study and like get all good grades. And then I also wanted to party and do drugs with all the party kids and stuff like that. So like high school, beginning of college was like a really weird time for me. Um, And then I realized like after I moved out of Maryland away from my hometown that like I, I can do anything. And that's when I kind of grinded at school and then I went to, you know, engineering and I graduated with a 4.0 from college of engineering. Dang. And cause I told myself, I was just like, I'm going to like, I'm not going to settle for anything less than an A. That's um, crazy. And that's sort of what happened. And that's, this is like kind of how my, my, my life has went. So then with my brand, I developed bulletproof mindset, strive for excellence um, just because I told myself, you know, I had that bulletproof mindset. I let nobody get to me. I mean, constantly throughout my journey, people are like, oh, that class is so hard. You're going to hate that professor. Oh, like, you know, you're never going to be a social media star. Like your videos aren't that cool. Like people, I remember when I first started videography, like, oh, you're not talented. Like all that stuff. I was like, you know, what? I, I really don't care. Um, <laughs> and then the second part of the logo is strive for excellence. And that's the second part where like, I used to call myself a perfectionist all the time. And I think a lot of people do still. Um, so I, I hate that term. I throw it out the word. The, I just throw it out because if you're, you can, you can strive to be great. You can strive to be excellent. As long as you're taking steps to be successful, you're already successful. Like as yeah. long as you're just taking baby steps, they don't have to be huge steps. You're already going to land where you want to land, but you'll never be perfect. Nobody's perfect. So that's kind of where that second part of the slogan comes in is just like strive for excellence and you'll get there, but you'll never be perfect. I I like that though. Cause perfect. perfect. I mean, and, and you, like you see it on social media, I mean, Ben knows that I know it, especially when we're trying to jam pack information, you're not going to get it all in one video. Like if you wait to get that perfect, everything fitted in perfect, everything, you'll never post anything. You'll never do anything. You'll never progress. You'll never move forward. Yeah. Yeah. If I ever look at something that I've made, if I look at something that I've completed and I say, this is perfect. Then I feel like that I I haven't set the bar high enough because mm-hmm. nothing I've ever done is perfect. Right. Oh, like, yeah. I'm not trying hard enough. Like, or, or, or I don't think I, I, I don't care anymore. I've realized that on my videos. I'm like, I just put stuff out there. And I'm like, man, I probably should care. But I just I, <laughs> I don't take I I don't take it's weird because I, I look at profiles like yours. I'm like four million, like like even now. And it's weird how like it works, because like when I had one hundred thousand, I was like, man, if I could get five hundred thousand. That'd be mm-hmm. And then I get 500,000. I'm like, all right. I mean, that's cool. I'm still like a nobody. Like, it's not like there's anything like special about me. And then you get yeah. like 600,000. Like, I'm still, you know, I'm getting there. But even now being verified, having 700 something thousand, like, I still don't take myself seriously. I'll still post the video that I know is going to get 12 views just because like, I don't take my account. Like, I feel like I don't have the right mindset. Like I, I, Mm-hmm. I see your videos and it's like you put thought into every single thing you post which is why i look at you as a content creator me 
I don't know. They have like the selection, like public figure and like entertainer and all this other stuff. And I don't see anything that represents me because it's like I, I don't have that like attention to detail. Like you obviously have like really meticulous about what you put out, like strategic. You probably look at times and, and what trends are hitting, how you can incorporate mm-hmm. what you do. Um, I don't do that. I'm like word, <laughs> comment, post. Cool. Bet. I'm out. Um, but what I what I want to know and 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 Ben by any means if you have any questions I'm just I've talked to Nick for a while and now I have all these questions I watch you like the Western wear you you put on your body I like look at it and I'm like God man if I wasn't black I swear to God because I watch Yellowstone <laughs> religiously man I love Yellowstone. I grew up we had seven horses I rode horses I'm still I haven't ridden ridden horses in a long time <laughs> I grew up. In like not in the country, we only had like four and a half acres, but we had horses. Mm-hmm. We went the road. I took lessons like early, early on in life, and then just rode for the rest of my life. And I like that's like when I look at you like that, man, that's my life, man. I just want like right now I'm only on three acres. I'm I'm trying to buy forty to sixty. Want to get horses, all the different stuff. I would love to just drop myself into Yellowstone. Like that would be mm-hmm. a dream for me. Like I'm like I'll be there tomorrow. Um, how did you branch out? Like you said, you're discovering yourself in high school. Mm-hmm. You obviously, and not to be mean, but you obviously wear some weird shit, right? Like you do not wear something that you just walk down the street and be like, oh yeah, like you got that down at Forever 21. You're like, dude, this dude literally had to like fly to Montana to buy that. So <laughs> how did you get into that? Like just unapologetically freaking cowboy, but not like modern day, not like the the, the hay poker guy, like mm-hmm. legit the cowboy. cowboy. <laughs> how did you get into that? How did you, how did you culminate that as your style? Cause it's badass. It really is. Thanks, man. Um, I I had always like kind of liked fashion in, in a way, um, and nobody like when you look at the Western industry too. Like, there's a lot of women influencers on Instagram that like do it right, and they're glitz and glam, and they they show off all the boutiques, and they like they go to, you know, you know, they show off all their their clothes, right? But it's really like not something men do. Right. And I guess it has some sort of like masculinity, like feature on it. Like, like I wouldn't say like, it's not masculine, like fashion's not masculine, but like behind the scenes, I know some farm boys are like, damn, like why do his jeans look good? Like my jeans don't look like that, but they're like too afraid to be like, what are they? You know what I mean? So like, I'm not afraid to like, I remember I posted a video about the jeans I wear. It got like 600,000 views. I, was like, I saw that video. I was like, this man's talking about his jeans like it's a boutique yeah. on the corner. This is the way my booty looks in them. This is how <laughs> the jean fits. It doesn't pinch. I was like, and but I, I couldn't lie because I was like, they actually look kind of dope. Like, you're right yeah. about it. You don't want to admit it, but I was like, eh. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And nobody, no other dude is doing that on social media. True. I think that goes along with like. There, people are so like desperate to see other people, you know, be themselves and be who they want to be on social media, as opposed to being like this actor on social media, or being somebody they're not on social media. That authenticity it really goes a long way these days because there's such a demand for it now. Oh yeah, and that's yeah. the thing too. Like I like I always tell people too. Like when you meet me in person, I'm sta- I'm the same goofy person you see on camera. I mean, I yeah. switched up my content a little bit since Sugar Crash, but like. You know, I've branched out to push people to my other social medias where you still see that goofy side of me. So that is someone, I, that. Uh, I forgot who, uh, it was, George, uh, what is his name? Jared Quackenbush. He does videography and all this other stuff on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, he told me like 
two days before um, you like went mega viral. Um, he was like, because we were talking about my clothing brand, shooting commercials for it and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and and he was like, have you seen um, Nick Luciano? And I was like, no. Like, what are you talking about? Because I didn't know your name. Like, it was one of those things like TikTok. You don't learn mm-hmm. usernames. You literally learn a face that you see. And then that's it. So I was like, I don't think so. No. Um, yeah. He's like, it's this guy. He sent me your profile. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been following this dude for like a year now. And he's like, he's one of the few people that I see on social media that like talks about any type of like brand or clothing or anything. Because every guy is just like the only thing they're going to advertise is like a truck or like a pre-workout. And you're yeah. just like, so like you were the first person when he said, go look at what he does and see how to like push your brand and all this different stuff. And so you really are branching into an industry that, I mean, it's, it's like me being a black contractor, like every single tool company in the world is like, hey, do you want to be a brand ambassador? I'm like, you're looking to fill that color slot, huh? And, that, <laughs> and it's just, it is what it is. Like I'm one of the very few people that puts it on social media like that. Mm-hmm. And people aren't spending money on commercials anymore. So it's like, I mean, who are they going to spend it on? Nick? I mean, probably. Yeah. yeah, I've gotten some sweet brand deals from it. Yeah, it's weird. It's yeah. weird. Um, but I, have you been, have you, with your, first off, Ben, I'm just going to ask this. I kind of already know the answer just because I know your profile and I know how mine's been treated. Have you had brands reach out to you? Um. Not really. A couple of different brands. Nothing. Nothing major. Um, you know, they people send you a shirt here and there. But uh, actually, just yesterday, I got two job offers Damn. Um, from a couple of different, uh, you know, political outlets. And uh, obviously, Nick, you don't know me, but I'm I'm all political on TikTok. Very right wing. All all politics. We won't get into. I, I've seen your videos. I know. You know. <laughs> there's a there's a much smaller demand for that kind of thing on TikTok, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, no, no, I haven't gotten too many like brand deals per se, but I've certainly gotten uh, opportunities just from yeah. You know, and that's and that's one thing. Like my brand deals come from Instagram. Like as of brand deals on TikTok, um, mm-hmm. one. And I mean, and you're talking about a verified account at seven hundred thousand. Like one, I've gotten a bunch of them. They always they they always get them sent out and they cancel them right away because they're looking for that 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 Nick right. They're looking for that person that's out there just enjoying getting everybody high off vibes. Because in, in the end, I mean, the same method that I take with my clothing brand and anything that I sell, whether it's construction or not, is you're not selling a product, you're selling an emotion. And I feel like you've capitalized mm-hmm. on selling that emotion and people want to wear what you're wearing because they want to feel like you look like you're feeling, right? Yeah. And you don't know how you feel personally, but we know how you portray it and people want to buy into that. Um, I think personally, and I've told many people because I've never really talked about this. That's why I really want to do this podcast. I don't want to get too nitty gritty, but like it really is something that a lot of people are struggling with, right? 2020 sucked. Everybody lost their jobs. People were losing business if they owned businesses. Um, the school system just doesn't seem to be the the direction that that many people want to take anymore because it's just not putting them in the position they want to be, especially with the money spent. Um, we're like, how do I how do I turn what I love into something that's lucrative? And I'm like, it's it's really simple when you think about it, right? Are you willing to create content regularly and and talk about what you love and 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 be good at what you're good at? Or are you going to just talk about it behind closed doors and say, I should someday? Right. Like when you talk, Nick, all I hear is, no, I always wanted to do it. So I always just did it. It wasn't always popular, but I did it until it became popular because I knew there was something there. And I feel mm-hmm. like people need to understand that because. No one's paying millions of dollars for commercials on daytime television anymore. They're paying mm-hmm. Nick Luciano right now. They're paying him that money that they used to pay to NBC Days of Our Lives to run a $30,000 ad every 
15 minutes. Now they're paying that to creators and getting way more traction. And we're taking the $30,000. Yeah, exactly. Because when you, when you think about it, like I have 4.7 million followers. A good engagement is 10%, which is 400,000, right? I did some brand deals when I still was like, cause it's been a month and a, almost a month and a half since sugar crash. So obviously, you know, hype dies from yeah. all that, but like even at 10% engagement or less, that's still 400,000 eyeballs or less. Yeah. Like that's if a video flops, you know what I mean? Cause you know, I still have some videos that haven't even broke a hundred K, but even if it's an ad, that's still 80,000 people that saw that video. And they're invested in you though. That's what people don't realize. Mm -hmm. It's like you watch a show. As soon as the commercials come on, you, you, you remove yourself like 97%, right? Cause you mm -hmm. obviously know it's commercial time, but when you're watching someone who you like, who you are intrigued by, who you want to be like, when they make a video, you're going to watch the full video, paying attention to it. Whether you find out it's an ad or not, that'll depend if you like it or not, or if you engage or not, but they're not seeing Nick pop up or John pop up or Ben pop up and be like, oh, I'm swiping out of here. They already want to watch us. And, and people mm -hmm. aren't realizing how important that is because, I mean, I mean, I don't know if you guys watch Hulu or anything like that anymore. Like every yeah. time the ads come on, I'm like, either skip as soon as I can. Or like I, that's the time I go get my drink. Like it's like I'm gonna leave now. Exactly. So yeah, TikTok, Instagram, all these things where people are doing brand deals and incorporating it with the content, the amount of sales they're making, people don't realize this. Like if they send you, um, like I saw your 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 video on on TikTok. I don't know if it was it was just for friends. I don't know if I can say it, but anyway, you got some stuff from a brand, and you're gonna mm -hmm. you're gonna put it out there, right? Yeah. And the thing is, people don't care that you got that stuff, and it doesn't change your content. But when you mentioned, hey, I got these from this place, people were like, oh, like I was looking for something like that. I'm yeah. going to go check their website and see if they have something, you know, that might fit me. And then, boom, they just made 10 grand and, and it cost them two grand or whatever it cost them. Because, I mean, the boots don't cost as much as the boots cost. The the hats, the shirts, the 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 cars don't cost what you would pay for them. They cost a fraction of that. So oh, yeah. It's, it's like dollars to, to make yeah yeah i mean people like it's i one of the deals i did they're like oh my gosh they sent you all that i'm like yeah to you it would cost this amount to them it was like literally their lunch bill for like a conference like it's not yeah they don't care and they're gonna get like three times a return yeah exactly and the thing is too like with everything happening on tiktok and stuff like that a lot of the times like people still like I don't take brand deals that like feel too addy, if that makes sense. Same here. Um, like because also a, a big thing that I want to touch on too is like when you have a following, uh, like ours, whether it's even a couple thousand or a couple million, you still have pool, you still have some sort sort of reach. But when you have your own brand, it's sometimes hard to say no, if that makes sense. Like, cause you're, I'm trying to promote Luciano myself, but if I get lost in promoting everyone else, then people don't know my brand. If that makes yeah, sense. Sure. Yeah. You know, I've so that's like one of the big struggles, but I've, I've gone with other like brands outside of like my, like outside of clothing. Um, mm -hmm. But like, also like, I mean, like if like, like you're doing, if you're doing jeans, like I don't think you're selling jeans or boots. So like, if you were to do like boots, jeans, um, I, I keep almost saying the one that I, I can't say it yet, but like just completely <laughs> like relevant to my life, but like completely irrelevant to my life at the same time where it's like, this is not something I would ever talk about, 
but because it's a deal, like it actually incorporates perfect with my life. And those are the kinds of one that ones, you know, especially when you have your own business that you want to promote and reach out to. I, I mean, it's, it's insane how many brands are out there and how much money they have to spend now. Um, on, I mean, I don't, I don't like just the numbers that people have thrown at me for like deals. I'm just like, well, I got my first deal at 1500 followers on Instagram, 1500 followers. Uh-huh. I got a deal with uh red wing boots and they didn't pay me, but they sent me and they still, still to this day, send me like boots, like every month or I think every month or two, I get like $300 boots just sent to my nice. doorstep. They just pop up. And I'm just like, I haven't worn the pair from like two months ago and I'm like <laughs> stoked on it. But to me, I'm like, mm-hmm. why do they keep doing this? That they should just stop. Like I message them, I'm like, hey, like I'm trying to catch up. And they're like, oh no, don't worry about it. I'm like, okay, because it costs them 15, 20, 30 bucks to send those out. To me, it's like $300. But to them, it's like, no, like it's it's more work for us to stop sending them than it is to just like keep it there. That's how mm-hmm. much these brands have in profit margin because they're at such scale. Well, they're good boots too. And the thing is, when they do stuff like that, you know, it's a couple of bucks for them compared to what it sells retail. But the thing is, you'll never say a bad word about red red, red wing boots in your oh, life never. best Plus, boots in the world if you guys know red wing boots right so i mean you know if you grow up to have 10 million followers one day there's always in the back of your mind red wing boots treated you well they're great boots and that pays for itself tenfold that's so, that's so true i mean and and especially when you get into the fact that like i mean how many brand deals i lost when i first started speaking on tiktok um they were the ones that were like no we don't care like, keep doing what you're doing. Like, it's fine. Because, I mean, they understand who their demographic is. But, mm-hmm. like, that alone, like, I took one brand deal with the coldest water, and I'll never do that again because they were one of those videos. Yeah, Nick, Nick knows. <laughs> oh. That is what I didn't even do. They, they're, like, 10 videos with the bottle. And every time you see the bottle pop up, you're like, yeah, screw this video. Like, I'm gone. Like, I already know what's happening. Dude, they, they – I, I don't want to say anything bad about them, but, like <laughs> – coldest water just like that yeah. every time i, I see that i'm like back and forth with them for months because of some issues that i had with what happened and i was like yo um y'all better fix this because this is like I- i'm about to post a video about how what you guys did uh-huh. and they went back and forth for a long time disappeared on me gave me no phone numbers to call it was all email leave me on red and i was like i was like this close to being like I'm posting a video, but I didn't, they eventually yeah. figured it out. But I was like, I never, no, I don't even, I make sure I don't put it in any of my, I mean, I don't even know if I have it anymore, but there was one guy who was really good at that though. Um, who's the Haitian guy. He's kind of like common sense, like always arguing with people. The, 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 um, uh, uh, little, little Yeezy. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, the Gemini freak, the Gemini. Oh yeah. 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 He would be like ripping on somebody and be like, you know what you need? You need a sip of the coldest water. <laughs> I laugh at that kind of stuff. I don't think I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, people get people get really smart with their their ads sometimes. Um, but a- along those lines too, it's like I've gotten more lucrative with businesses that I work with just because like I'm not posting anything until we sign an agreement. Um, I'm not posting anything until there's a draft that you approve. Um, because you know I haven't been ghosted, but I I heard those. T- stories too many times where like all right if you're gonna offer up that amount of money then i want this to be like a legit business deal so (laughs) yeah no it's it's one of those things where it's as we speak right now it is becoming i mean i think it already is but it's becoming more 
um, it's becoming the number one advertising stream, right? There's, mm -hmm. there's no other content that's being consumed more than streaming music and video right now. That is the number one, well, gaming, well, which is still streaming, but gaming mm -hmm. is number one in entertainment period. And then streaming video and music is number two. So like when you think about where people are trying to place ads, it's on our bodies right now. And as you can see, I'm wearing my own brand because screw everybody else. Um, and, and, and it's one of these things where like, I, I keep telling people like, take your brand deals because you're going to get exposure on their pages. You're going to get more followers, but also mm -hmm. create your own thing because now you're taking 75% of that profit rather than 10, rather than five. And, and that's, yeah. I feel like that's something that, that I've really admired about you is that you've always had that undertone of like, yeah, I'm doing this, but here's my brand, right? Like here's, I'm slowly building my brand off the back of like 13 other brands that I partner with. So eventually if I don't want to, I don't have to create content in my brand is, you know, you have like the, uh, I'm trying to think of, there's a brand that I was looking at. Uh, Nine line is like a, like a Patriot mm -hmm. brand, something like that. And I was like looking at them. I don't even like their clothing. But they have this – they, they're making millions off of, like, putting a flag on the back of a shirt in, like, 13 different colors. And yep. they have, like, a freaking bunker out in, like, Wisconsin or something. They drive Polaris's around all day, and they package T-shirts. And I'm like, that's what I'm trying to do. And, and they did it all off of personal brand and, and, and uh, partnerships with influencers and stuff like that. And obviously, you know, paid ads on YouTube and stuff. But – it's insane, dude. Like people yeah. don't realize that what era they're sitting in right now. Oh, dude, yeah, and it's it's literally all networking too. Like, as much as um, it is fun to be a, a a content creator, I'm also equally like an entrepreneur. So I'm always looking at how to, you know, you know, invest in the next thing or the next trend or whatever. Um, and that's how like I I haven't spent a dollar in any sort of ad. The only time, only people I've paid are, um, are, um, why is the, what's the word? Brand ambassadors for my, my brand. Cause they get 10% of their sales. They get commissions and then just promoting strictly through TikTok and Instagram. I've been <clears> able <throat> to do over six figures in a year. I saw your videos. Yeah. I was like this mother. <laughs> I'm, I'm dude i'm getting there though man i'm getting there it's 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 insane mm -hmm. i never knew clothing was like again i i, I fought it for so long because i just didn't want to do it and i did teespring for a minute and i hated the quality Oof. every time i saw somebody like hey just got your inspire to inspire shirt and i saw a picture of it i'm like i don't want to own i don't want don't look no like i'm i can't give you a return on that because it looks like shit like i'm sorry mm -hmm. like i didn't mean for that so i like just i shut that whole shop down on, on teespring and i was like I don't want to do it because even if you do go with the nice stuff that's costing them 35, 36 bucks for, for a t-shirt that's not even that nice. It's just like mm -hmm. a cotton t-shirt. So I was like really turned off by it. And then I was like, you know what? Like the construction started to slow down. The prices went up and I was like, what if I just start my own shop, you know, call some local places, get some things printed. And mm -hmm. the amount, I mean, just in the, the first month and I'll give, I'll give people the first month numbers. We did 30,000 in our first month of sales. That's and good. I was just like, nice shit now i gotta fill this <laughs> and like it, it took me a long time to fill it but i got it all out and then since then we've just been going and going and going and i'm like this is this is easier work i'm making almost as much 
as I was making being on the job site 24 seven, I get to create content. I get to take other brand deals, which basically puts in the, the money that makes up the difference of what I'm not making on the job site. And now I'm making more. And I literally sit in this chair like 90% of my day and I'm not crawling under houses. Somebody else is doing it now. And it's yeah. like crazy how this really is the new version of entrepreneurship where you put your face out there, you create a personal brand and wherever you take your face, that's where your money goes. Period. You could go start a freaking tractor company tomorrow. And as long as you take your face with you, your following and your your traction will go with you. Like it's that simple. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Like also with own, owning a business too, like, you know, I've helped a lot of people but like in the beginning, but like it's a lot of hard work It like a lot of upfront work. But like once the sales start coming in and you get that system going, uh, that's when like real things really start start to flow and then you can branch out like once you have a capital to branch out to do other sort of stuff um you know it just provides your followers with like a variety of things like i just did um western jackets that are like a high dick ticket item just because them, yeah like <laughs> they take four hours to embroider um they're nice jackets themselves they're designed here in the usa so it's just I, I don't think I would have sold any of the, those high ticket items if, if I didn't have what I had now. And, and people, it's also been a blessing too, because I still like see all the people from the beginning when I only had like a couple thousand followers, like they're still commenting like early gang and all this stuff like yeah. to this day, which is awesome. So um, the, the amount of people you've uplifted to is, is another major bonus to this. Like I know blue collar Ben and I have received a lot of positive messages from people who were just like, y'all took us through 2020, like 100%. Mm -hmm. Like I, Ben and I talked about it, I think on the first podcast where, where uh, we were doing it together about the fact that like, we were in a, we both, both he and I created accounts where like, we were no longer like just content creators. When people had questions, they legitimately sought us out and like searched us to find out what we had to say on the topic. And I was like, that holds so much more weight. The same thing for you is that people when they're like hey i need some good vibes or hey like i need some type of like uplifting like i'm feeling down i'm feeling like i just can't do this anymore they seek you out intentionally to get uplifted in order to move forward in their day and like as content creators because i've never been one right like this is a new thing mm -hmm. to me i don't realize how much <laughs> me just posting a video helps somebody through their day and like it's exciting. Like, it's cool. It makes you motivated. Like it, it's like a snowball effect. The more followers you get, the more people you realize you're helping. So the more you want to put out there, the better you want to make it. And it's like, I mean, it's, it's exciting. And I love how grounded people can, can be. Obviously you have 4 million, 4.7 million followers and you're just a dude. Right. Yeah. I think that's so much better than having these celebrities that are just so untouchable that now they have somebody like, I, I'm like that guy. Like that guy's that dude, he gets me and it carries him to the next level. And I think that's, that's unmeasurable. Yeah. And that reminds me, like I, I went in this, this kid's live last night. He's from West Virginia. Um, and I love just going into people's live streams. Like some people would just send me like random live streams and I'll go in their live streams and it just says Nick joined and they just freak out yeah. <laughs> and just seeing like their happiness. is like, I just sit there with a big ass smile ear to ear. Yeah, and like because he he got out of his chair, he started jumping. He's like, yeah, yeah. And then I yeah. followed him, and he freaked out even more. So I was like, dude, that's the thing. Like a lot of people too. Like I know I have a lot of followers, but like I'm still just a guy. Like I still the same 
as anybody else. So like, I don't, the least I could do for you supporting me is hit a little red square for you that says follow back and open up some sort of communication. So, I mean, it's, it's just really cool. And the amount of like the people too, that like, cause I get a, a lot, like I get fan mail in my PO box with cards that just say like how much they love the animals. Like, even if it's not me, it's just like, whether it's my cat or my horse or my dog, just being funny, they just love that. Like even my mom told me, she's like, dude, like it was my Snapchat story because my mom follows me on Snapchat. She's like, Booger really made me smile this morning. Like she, <laughs> like you're doing a good thing, Nick. And that was the first time she ever said something like like that. And like she's from, obviously that older generation that doesn't understand what this turns into. But I think that was like the first time she started to realize, like, oh, this is why he does it. I'm like, yeah, because like it helps people. It truly does. And the amount and like the reach I have sometimes is crazy. Like I've shipped hats to Switzerland, France, uh, Croatia, like all over the world. And I'm like, wow, people out there, like, because that's the thing too, like the country lifestyle and the cowboy lifestyle is not a thing in those other countries. So when they, when they see that, they're like, wow, that's awesome. So it's, it's been really cool to see that, that grow to, to that reach. I think it goes without saying that none of us would really be doing it if it wasn't for the following and it wasn't for the support and the fan. I mean, even somebody with as small of a following as I have, if, if I follow somebody back, they'll like make a video of me yeah. following them back. Uh-huh. Like you were saying, like sometimes I'll pop into lives and somebody will be like, oh my God, blue collar Ben is in my live. And yeah. There, like, you know, like you said, ear to ear, man. Like that just, it just makes your day. It makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, I've seen those awesome. videos of people talking about blue blue collar Ben just fall. I think you and I were in one of them together, and they were freaking out that we both followed him. And like I remember, like blue collar, I've been following him for so long, and and it's just that excitement, right? Like you just made like I, I like people say like you made my week, and I'm like, I like it, you just I don't I still personally don't get it to be honest because like mm-hmm. I'm such a like unassuming person, like I'm really actually kind of boring when it comes down to it. <laughs> that to think that someone cares that much is just weird to me. But mm-hmm. it does make you feel good, like hopping into the lives or or messaging someone back every now and then. If I catch a message at the top asking me a question, I'll just like hit them back and be like, hey, like, yeah, this is what you do. And they're like, oh my gosh, you just. And then they send another paragraph, and I'm like, ah, I don't know about time for that. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, it really, it, it's really cool because I try to message, I try to respond. I have my text platform now where people can text me, and I try mm-hmm. to just because because the thing is like I'm no better than I was two years ago, right? When I had no follow, right? Right? When mm-hmm. I had a thousand followers on Instagram. And I feel like I always envy people. There's people that I had on my first podcast that I made, uh, The Tradesman. I had a guy that had like 400,000 followers on Instagram, you know, 300,000 on YouTube. Big deal. Like one of the biggest pole barn builders like in the country. And I asked him to be on my podcast. And he was like, yeah, man, sure. And I remember that feeling so vividly that I was like, yo, I'm nobody. Like at that time I had maybe 15,000 followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And this dude that's like traveling to trade shows, doing YouTube videos, like on a major scale, he took the time to sit down with me an evening for like my episode six or something of my podcast and talk to me. And I'll, I remember being that I'm like, no matter how big I get, I want to make sure I'm that person. When someone mm-hmm. with 15,000 followers asked me to be on their podcast or asked me to send them, you know, a little video saying what's up, like I need to. That's what it's about. It's not about being like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, it's going to cost you. It's about mm-hmm. saying, yes, I got you because I was there grinding, trying to become something too. I'm going to definitely be a part of that. Yeah, that that reminds me like when I had around, I think it was 
seventy thousand followers, a hundred thousand followers. Um, I had connected with Jake Carmel, who when I was in in Maryland, he 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 has a tattoo shop there, and we connected and started making videos together and this and that. And then he was gonna collab with Iron Sanctuary and Beer Bong John, like two really big TikTokers. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh man, like I'm gonna try to like, like I don't know why this status of a number on a like amount of followers on a screen has the effect that it does. And I tried not to let it get to me, but sometimes like it does because you like you feel like like you feel like you're hovering around with a little symbol over your head and yours isn't as big as theirs. You know what I mean? But they were awesome guys and we had a great time. Like they incorporated all of us in every single one of their videos, but it was still one of those things where you're like, like, can I be in it? Would you want to be in a video of mine? You know what I mean? (laughs) And then they were super down to earth. And they even said that like, like, and that's pretty what set pretty much what set the bar for me too was like if I ever get this big like I I'm still just gonna you know reach out to those people and respond to to as many people as I can, um, but yeah and, and if somebody with ten thousand followers or two thousand followers wants to collab let's do it like you know what I mean it's just like yeah. so I, I think that's just really really important and I like I want to thank John and and Kevin for you know given me that example because they've obviously blown up on the app and have done really awesome things. So it's just cool to be in this position now, but like you said, like, be grounded about it. Yeah. When it comes up to it, every single TikToker started at zero. Mm-hmm. So they, they realize they know what it's like to, you know, to build that following. It, they're stay humble. Like you said, and it's amazing. Yeah. What? And I can see like, when we like, even when we do our, like when we did a meet and greet in Oklahoma last month, um, like it's just crazy. Like people like they'll hand you your thing to sign and they're like, like you can see like the nerve. I'm like, don't be nervous. Like, I'm just like, I'm just a guy. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Like this weird, man. Like celeb, mm-hmm. like I like you, we all, all three of us grew up with like celebrities. Like, you know, we, we would have like the Tom Cruises, the Will Smiths, the, the the big like big name people you know like you walk across matt you see matt damon you're like oh whoa big deal Mm -hmm. we've never real like i've never felt that way and i I mean i still don't really about like a creator like if i came across like i don't know mr beast like I, i would be like cool but like i don't have that type of i've never been that type of admirer person even with sports and stuff i just Mm -hmm. i'm i don't know why i just haven't but like now I feel like because of the time we did this, um, I think there's a lot more like emotion and like invested interest in us than would normally be if we created something, you know, three years ago as just someone who makes cool videos on Vine, right? Like mm-hmm. like a King Batch, everybody freaks out about kind of, but it's not that same thing of like, this is the dude that I sat at home with over COVID for the last 12 13 months and watched religiously like now you're that guy to them and that year is not going anywhere in their head so you're not going anywhere and you're just a big freaking deal yeah and that's the thing too like the people like i heard it somewhere i forget a a long time like i heard it a while ago but it's like the people who i don't i hate to use the term one hit wonder but there's a lot of people on tiktok that um are sort of one hit wonders and uh but you notice that they they weren't the people that grinded it out. You know what I mean? They went from here to and then like yeah, when there's certain systematic and and 
like strategic strategies to keep that going. Um, but it's always the people that have been grinding for the longest that stick around. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and someone who's like hasn't didn't just start trying when they felt that little bit of dopamine. They was mm-hmm. somebody who's been trying from the beginning, got the hit, and then re-engineers that to get another one, and then re you know, and because I saw yeah. you do that where you had that that uh sugar crash <laughs> um hit, you mm-hmm. recreated it like 15 times, but you had this spin to it every time where it wasn't just like a reposting my most viral video. You yeah. twist it in a different way and, and let people know like your ability to create and like your your uh, videography styles, which is like, oh, well, this dude has more to offer. Like, I want to see what he creates. And I think that's what really kept because I on to be honest with you, that that video should have stopped. You should have stopped climbing at around, you know, one point five. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. you finished. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> 1.5 mil, you know, just yeah. that small number. <laughs> you had to have woken up the next morning. I mean, did that go viral over like a couple of days or was it like overnight it did that? So I'm I when I, I was in Montana on business at the time when I shot that, and that's why the mountains in the background. And I I I had a feeling it would do well, right? Because in a sense, it, you're like the video format is asking for likes, basically like, oh, this girl got five million likes. Like I can do right, better, yeah. right? True. Um, and I was like, okay, I might get a couple hundred thousand. But I went to bed and it had thirty three thousand views, and I was like, okay, like, eh, maybe. And I woke up, I had one point eight million, and I was like, okay, this might go. But then <laughs> it just never stopped, and I was like, what the what the hell? Like, and then when like a hundred million views wasn't even in my head. But by the time it hit like 80 million, I was like, holy, like what the, the algorithm is broken because at the time before sugar crash, I was losing followers. I was losing followers and TikTok was taking followers away from me. Like people I knew like in person that would not unfollow me. And they're like, dude, I, I, I don't know why I'm not following you anymore. And then sugar crash took off and now being the third most viral video for some country boys, like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's just kind That's of weird. Bro, when you think about all the Addison Rays and the Charlie DeMille, like when you think about the powerhouses on TikTok, how in mm-hmm. the world did you get number <laughs> three? Mo- like, not to talk down yeah. to you, man, but like, I mean, you're good looking, but you don't have like, what's the secret sauce, my man? Jeez. I, I don't know. I think I also had a conversation with with uh, uh, my buddy Nick Suarez. He's, a, he's another creator. He's the guy that does like the the vampire fangs. I don't know if you see him on, on your for you page. Is he that? Um, is he part of the the Tratter gang? No, no, he's okay. a he's another creator. He's a he's a really cool dude. But he was like, he's basically saying like, uh, and not talking down t- to the viewers, but like, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff where simplicity is is simplicity in a video is impressive to them. Where like, I'm a videographer, right? And that video was very simplistic. It was very like I just told my brother here, hold the camera, and I'm just gonna met, like mouth a song. But the the quality of the video and the way I rendered it and you know color graded it, which is my expertise to kind of capture the simplicity of it, was what really got their attention. So it's like that's one thing about TikTok too is like it's not hard to impress people if that makes sense. Like it's just yeah, like, like visually people cutting mm-hmm. the butter. Production yeah, value goes a very long way. I've noticed. Um, yeah, you could post something ridiculously stupid, but if it's like perfect, like 4K, it's gonna mm-hmm. do well. Yeah, I mean that attracts yeah. followers too. 
was there was there ever did you ever get like a level of anxiety like you woke up one morning and had like a hundred thousand new followers from that and you're like oh my god what the hell yes yes because dude and that's the thing too like i always told myself like oh once i hit that million mark i'll be satisfied right yeah. and that's not how it is it's like it's like a rat race for how, how to one-up yourself and it, it's it's very I still get hard on myself and, and I have to take a step back and, 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 you know, talk to my buddies to level me because like, it, it's just a roller coaster of TikTok. because as much as when you have a viral video, as much as you want to follow up on it, sometimes it just doesn't happen. I've had viral videos in the past too, where you, I didn't, I didn't act. I didn't, I didn't commit on it. I didn't follow through with it. Um, and I didn't have that anxiety, but now I was actually like in the middle of it. And I was like, Oh crap. Like, Cause everybody on TikTok knew my face, like everyone, like the biggest creators were following major, me back. I hadn't heard that song until I saw your video. Yeah. And then like, I saw when I, made, I saw that blonde girl's video. Yeah. And, and that video Earth too, when I, garbage I too. Not like, not the <laughs> but like, not garbage. My bad. That wrong, wrong. Word. Come <laughs> out. Hold up. My bad. My bad. Not garbage. I was Just like, like, <laughs> simplistic though like when i because I, I went through the sugar crush phase and i or not the phase but like the the chain of videos because i like the same way as you like i try to analyze things and be like what is the what is the common key what is the element that put this in the direction that it went and i watched her and it was it was the quality and simplicity of every aspect of the video it was the lack of cutting the lack of 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 start and stops of the video the really vibrant colors and just being able to see all the vibrance in the in the frame and, the and then just a song, drop. yeah. And and mm -hmm. and I was like, "What? Like you get it, but you're also like you don't get it. Like you're like I totally yeah. get it because I'm enjoying it, but I don't get it like because it's it's just so simple." Yeah, it's 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 definitely a weird a weird concept, but like all those views started to 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 bleed over, and and when you get that amount of virality, people start to ask like. A lot of questions which then just triggers the algorithm even more for like some simple video that you do like everybody's expecting everything to blow up you know what i mean it's so like, like your algorithm starts boosting because of the interaction yeah and then yeah. people started saying like the next bella porch and this and that um mm -hmm. and then it got into like a competition with bella porch and stuff like that so um it, but the anxiety was like i don't know you just felt like you had to perform and I never, I always enjoyed like making content. So yeah, it was kind of hard because I felt like you, as much as I told myself I wasn't worried about virality. Now it's like when you post at this level, you're like, oh, is it going to go viral? And I never was like that before. So it just kind of. Because so wait, let me let me ask Ben. Ben, so mm -hmm. you started with zero followers, Ben. What when you let's say you hit a hundred thousand followers, right? Did you post different from? When you had ten thousand followers versus when you had a hundred thousand. Um, well, I, I, obviously, I wasn't in the uh, Polititalk. Um, my first video, the first video I ever made, it was the day I downloaded TikTok. Didn't know anything about it. I'm looking. I'm like, this is cool. People are lip syncing and stuff like that. So I just I made a video about millennials and how I'm like having a hard time <laughs> figuring out TikTok. <laughs> and I, that video took off. It ended up with like like a half a million views. And that one video, I got to like ten thousand followers. Mm -hmm. in a couple of days and uh, you know, like i said i had tiktok for like 24 hours i'm like what's going on like let me keep putting stuff out um and yeah so 
watching your videos today, obviously I always do a little bit of homework on somebody before I talk to them face to face. Watching your videos kind of made me envious because I almost wish I hadn't gone down the road of Politotalk. We all do. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the sky is the limit, but you're kind of in your niche right now, and mm-hmm. it's really hard to deviate that from from that from that once you start down that road. But uh, I mean, yeah. I've, I've had a couple of videos. I've had a, I've had a handful of videos get like a million or more views, mm-hmm. and yet you're always you're always trying to recreate that. You're always searching for that high again. So yeah, and that's like the very that's the dangerous part of it too, because. Now you're searching for the high of virality along with some paychecks. Like, so it's like, it can get very like, oh crap. Like, all right, now I got to make this video for X amount of dollars. It's not something I really want to do, but here's the money. But is it going to go viral? You know what I mean? And it's like, it it takes away from the initial like love of making content. Yeah. And and my content did like, it has switched up um, just from, uh, cause I used to post like five to six times a day. Um, and now it's, it's, you know, it's changed up a little bit and obviously like, because of everything going on too, I don't really have time to, to film as much as I, I want to. Um, but I think you're talking like you're on the cast of like some TV show or now or something. What's going on, <laughs> no, Nick? You got something to say, bro. Am I no, somewhere? No, 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 no. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Behind the music with Nick Lachey. I mean, yeah, I have. Right. I. I'm hoping to do some big things. I'll put it that way. Okay. Um, you're on your way, man. You're doing good so far. Yeah, and and but the thing too is like, and Ben, you say that I I I would have to disagree. It's like it's not like it's not too late to branch out. I like one of my friends. That's a good example is Ben Telect. I don't know. I think that's how you say his username. He's the fax machine guy. Have you heard of him? Yeah. Yeah, where he he reads the tweets, um, yeah. and that's all he did for a while. And yeah, like you establish this is you know what you're known for, and then branching out can be can be difficult. But he did it in a really good way because he came out with merch, you know, the fax machines, and then he started doing some other skits and stuff that started to do really well. So when you see other people that were in a different niche do something else. It also drives comments to those videos like, oh, like what was going on? So people start to comment. And that's why I think some of the stuff I do too is it, it, like uh, things I do are hit or miss. Like I do, I'll do some thirst traps or, uh, and they'll flop or they'll. they'll oh, yeah. Hit. I've seen them. I've seen them. Yeah. I'll do some, <laughs> I'll do some like hardcore cowboy stuff. They, they do well. They flop. Like I'm not afraid to, and I'm not afraid to dance either. So like, screw it. Like, I'll do whatever. And, and that's the hard thing too, is like, sometimes you don't like niching down can, can hurt you. It, it helps you in the beginning, but then it hurts you in the long run. If that makes sense. Well, because then they, they feel like you're just wishy-washy and just doing, you're just trying to jump on every single trend that's there. But, but mm-hmm. what I feel like, I feel like you have something insanely special is because you do jump on some trends, but you jump on them one thousand percent in your own way right it's not like this verbatim video of like i'm gonna do this the same way it's like always got that luciano twist to it right which sounds mm-hmm. like some type of dirty dirty western move. right you definitely have to finesse it if you're going to uh you know deviate from what you normally do it's definitely a strategy to take and uh people mm-hmm. are very successful at it or people fail miserably at it so oh yeah and, and that's yeah, the thing too is like you're deep dude you're you're like Mr. 
you're you're like like people i have more followers than you and i'm verified and i feel like people more people know me but like if i need information like it's blue collar ben it's like okay <laughs> ben's got something going on let's see what he's doing okay cool i'm gonna take about an eighth of his video and make a full video about it because there's no way i can fit everything that he just put in that video so mm -hmm. like I, I feel like you are like informative to the max where it would be difficult. I've kind of kept it very topical and like racial yeah. and like simple to where like my clothing brand and my much love mentality is kind of an easy segue, which is kind of what I'm trying to do. But then you also don't want to feel like you just left people behind and been like, oh, he's a sellout. But then in the end, it's like, um, you know, I have bills to pay that are now, you know, still expensive because i don't you know do what i used to do so it's it's a difficult thing because you 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 are now accountable to your followers right because none of us mm -hmm. are anybody we're all That's figureheads true. of our conglomerate which is all the followers you piss them off you're once again a nobody so it's yeah. like you have these accounts with four million followers hundred thousand three hundred thousand and they're getting like 86 likes on instagram or they're getting a couple hundred thousand or a couple thousand views on tiktok which I fall into that every other week. And you're like, well, what's the, like, it doesn't matter how many followers you have, your engagement's complete shit. Like yeah. you, you have to like, it's, it's this weird, it's this weird shuffleboard thing where you're just constantly trying to make sure you're pleasing people while not selling out, but also while not doing something you don't want to do. Because the reason we all did this is because we enjoyed what it was that we were putting out there. So it's, it's, it's a lot more complicated than people think when it comes to just us, internalizing what to put out there yeah and that's like i was actually talking about that today like like because this is our jobs and our jobs depend on what people think you know what i mean yeah. at the same time i love making content for me right i love just creating but i always have there's always going to be that little voice back here that says like all right what what are people going to think about this trend what are people going to think about this trend and sometimes I have to be like, you know what, frick it. I, I, I want to make it because I want to make it. Um, so it is a very weird feeling too, just because, yeah, you don't want to get lost and you don't want to sell out and you want to, but you also want to stay true to yourself. If like, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I tell people that like, you know, I'm not as hardcore of a, I don't feel as hardcore about my politics as a lot of people think I do. Mm -hmm. Obviously, with election season over, you know, you start to deviate your content for a politi po political TikToker. But like, mm -hmm. you know, animal videos, for instance, go viral all the time. And I have this yeah. cat. So, I mean, by your guys' uh, standards, I'm a city slicker through and through. <laughs> Wait, time out, time out, time out. No, 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 I no, have no. to tell a story. Hold up, hold up. I have to tell a story. Come on, man. Last week, I'm I'm putting you out in the street, bro. Last <laughs> week, we were in a deep, deep conversation about black culture and and just like how we progress 2020, how we move into 2021. Just going at it with some people who disagree, just really trying to get our thoughts out on the table. And, and then like I'm rewatching it. Conversation. I'm the only white guy on the screen, by the way. Yeah, Ben <laughs> happened to somehow get stuck as the only white dude on the screen. I'm sorry. <laughs> so he's up in the top corner, just like listening and taking it all in to try to like formulate thought process and like, you know, some some good critiques. And I like watch it back because I'm getting ready to post it on, on YouTube or on my podcast. And like I look at I'm like, what is Ben doing? I see his cat crawling behind him. The cat like jumps into the into the uh to the blinds of the window. And like Ben's sitting there just like looking at his cat. 
looking at it. We're in there like at each other's necks. And then he just grabs a spray bottle, like right in the middle of an argument and just starts <laughs> firing shots at his cat. Cat oh. jumps down, walks off, like looks back at him like, yeah, you wish. And then like walks off and then Ben just goes back to like being serious. I laughed so hard, dude. That was hilarious. That's hilarious. Anyway. The point is, if I wanted to post an animal video, no matter what the animal did, it could be completely outrageous because I'm already in my niche. It's never going to go anywhere because that's what that's not what my audience is there for. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot of strategy involved in it. Yeah, I took a shot with that because, like, along the lines, uh, I rescued a cat named Booger. I don't know if you've seen any of that content. Yeah, but like, she went like semi, like, she got over a million views, and people like just wanted to see the cat. It's crazy. That, like, it reminds me of Sugar Crash in a way, too, because, like, when, when Booger was very popular on my channel, I would do live streams, and every comment was, where's Booger? Where's Booger? Where's yeah. Booger? Where's Booger? And I was like, she's sleeping. And then, yeah. and then same, like, with Sugar Crash. People were like, do Sugar Crash. Do Sugar Crash. Do I, I, I swear to you, I could sit in my live stream and just sing Sugar Crash, and people would flood in. Dude, I was I hopped into one of your lives once, and mm-hmm. I remember you were sitting you were sitting at your desk or wherever, and you said like I think you like I hopped on right when you finished doing it. I think you did it like right when you hopped on, like you did one, and you're like, uh-huh. right, I'm not doing it again for the rest of the lives. Like I'm not doing it. Like it's just I'm not. It's not what I'm here for. Uh-huh. And I remember thinking about it, being like, damn, that's gotta suck to just go on because it's kind of how I feel when I hop on a live. Sometimes be like, what's the latest news on? I'm like. I literally just got in. I don't know the news. I don't know. Like, I just hopped on to say what's up to my peeps. Like, what's good? Mm-hmm. Are you guys doing? Like, I don't want to just constantly, like, regurgitate, like, every aspect of the news. So you do fall into these things where, like, that's all people – I mean, I'm sure Ben knows. Like, mm-hmm. like that's all people want from you. And for me, like, after the election, because that's what I was talking about is just the different sides of all that. After the election, I just, like, both Ben and I – we're just out of it completely. We're just like, we're done. Like it was a lot. It was a heavy, heavy, you know, yeah. eight to 10 months of just straight. Everybody. This is what's going on. This is what's happening. This is what they're telling you. This is what's going on. And we just stopped. I know for me, like I was a hundred percent out. I even, I haven't turned the news on once this, this year. Um, and I, it's just one of those things where I've tried to branch off from my own personal, like mental health. Like I'm yeah. still in tune with everything. I still understand what's going on in my country because I love my country, but I'm not digging down these major rabbit holes because I don't have the proper time to put things together. But by me not doing that anymore, people have been like, well, John's a sellout or right. I got sold out from one side. Now I'm getting sold out. By- <laughs> <laughs> but like all these different things were like, eventually you, in the end, I am okay losing views and followers to be happy within my own right than trying to keep everyone happy. Cause in the end, if I lost my verification, if I lost my TikTok completely, everyone's like, make a backup account. I'm like, if I lose this one, I'm done. Like I'm not, I'm, I really don't care that much. I'll do something else. But like, it's, it's difficult. You've got to be okay with just losing a little bit of traction and trying to rebuild it in another, in another way or another Avenue or be unhappy, to be honest. Yeah, and dude, it's like, dude, that's it's the roller coaster of TikTok. It's the way the algorithm is designed to suck you in. Like, oh. I just got a huge dopamine hit, right? And now I'm just like, even though I, I just looked at my analytics the other day, it's just a slow, you know, right? You didn't get a but I know, I know, sugar crash. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, were the, you were on the sugar, now you're on the crash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and 
it's just like every other trend, but I just, I know because I, there was times when I was, didn't have this many followers that I felt the same exact way. And I was like, all right, I know I'm going to come up. There's going to be another trend that comes along. There's going to be another video to hit. Um, so, and, and it's just crazy how manipulative the algorithm actually is. Like, and that's the thing too. Like, I don't want to get political here, but like with these algorithms too, and with all these social media platforms, like they use machine learning and there's only like handfuls, like not many people in the world that know how to program machine learning algorithms to learn personal data. Yeah. So it's like when people, when you think about it, these algorithms really do have people in these rooms pull like pulling strings like puppets. It's, it's, it's insane. And yeah. audio, they, they know audio. Like I've done tests where they, they extract audio as part of their triggers like mm -hmm. whether I don't know how I don't know how it under I mean you'd understand it more, and they use that to dictate what what happens to those videos. Like and I, I've done it because I have and I have another account for my clothing brand, um, yeah. And I I'll, I'll post you know one video and I won't use a word and that one has five thousand followers and then I'll post that same video on my my seven hundred thousand follower profile using the word, and one gets something like like i think you've got like eighty three thousand views and the other one got like six and and the one that got six was coming from my seven hundred thousand profile and i'm like it's clearly unless i just happen to hit a chord or something like that it's pretty mm -hmm. clear that there's obviously things that they're trying to push out there which i mean i think that's why it makes it so entertaining though is because yeah. you always have that fresh stuff being pushed to you, you're not like you don't fall into these facebook and instagram holes where it's like i see the same seven people all the time i see the same right. 30 people or the same type of content tiktok man you might get on there one day and all you see is twerks and the next thing you know all you see is like biden supporters like you it's like you don't even know what you're gonna get sometimes you'll get just people driving across the country and they're freaking polaris and you're like where how did i what mm -hmm. and it's just that I don't know. It's weird. And that's why it's enjoyable. It's the only app that has that sense of organic, like, who knows what's going on. Yeah. I believe that there are very, very intelligent, like MIT grads, people who are paid big bucks. Just their sole job is to make sure you keep your phone in your hand as long as possible. Mm -hmm. They get it. Yeah. It's like, like I, I tested that a long time, a long time ago. I don't do it as much, but like videos, like, um, you know, because I had notifications on for TikTok, right? So, um, yeah, I've it, never it, had that. Oh. I well, it was for the sake of it was the sake of for testing this, and um, like because you post right, and then you put you 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 comment on there, like you do your first comment, like early gang or whatever, and then you put your phone down because it triggers an algorithm. Your phone isn't there. So now they'll push more TikTok because they don't send you like TikTok doesn't send you every single notification that you get. They'll send you like mentions or certain comments. But when you put your phone down, it'll shoot more notifications to your phone rather than if you were on it because they're trying to pull you back in. Right. So right. they'll show you that Someone told me if you watch your own video over and over again, it like like doesn't shadow ban you, but like it, it makes that video like go less viral. Is that kind of what you're saying? Is like if they already know you're on the app, they're like screw your video. Mm. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. Like they yeah. already have your attention, so why do they need to to get exactly. it again? Exactly. You know what I mean? I've heard. Yeah, so I've heard too that like if you once you post a video, if you watch it twice, it kind of boosts it, and then put your phone down as other tactics I've heard. 
But I always watch my video just to see the finished product before I put the phone down. Yeah, and same. I God I've done that a couple times because there's been some of my clothes. Um, Nick, did I hear you right? You said that you moved back to Texas and then you got back into social media. Yeah. So like I, I went to Salisbury University in Maryland. Ah, very nice. Yeah, I was studying physics there, and then um, after like I, my original plan was to do like a three-two program with the University of Maryland. It was like three years at Salisbury to get my physics degree, and then two years at University of Maryland to get my engineering degree. But then those departments kind of like um, hated each other, and like there was some like weird mix-ups with credits. So like if I was going to transfer, I was going to have to do like another year. So I was like, all right, screw this. I'm just going to like be a cowboy. <laughs> are, 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 you, are you from the Eastern Shore or are you from Western Maryland? I'm from Cecil County. Cecil County is uh, Eastern Shore, right? It's not the Eastern Shore. It's like two hours from Salisbury. So it's like, I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to explain. County, I mean, I know the, know the county. I don't know where exactly it is. I'm born and raised in Baltimore. So okay. it, dude, it's right. like 45 minutes outside of Baltimore. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so when you said you got back into social media, were, were you like boycotting social media for a while or you just decided to take it seriously then? I just decided to take it seriously. And I, and one of the tactics I used was like following a bunch of people to follow me back and then yeah. following them. That's called the follow and follow method. It's a legit method. It works. Yeah. <laughs> and it did work. I'm not I'm not saying it doesn't work, but it's the, the – the hardest is like one of the like more tedious methods. Oh, especially now that Instagram, like I know on Instagram, it, it limits you with the unfollow and the follow. So it's like uh -huh. you can follow a certain amount and then you can only unfollow a certain amount. So next thing you know, you have like way more following than actual followers. Yeah. Uh, I did that with my Instagram when I first started and it did work. It did work. I ended up getting yeah. like 2000 followers and then they started interacting. And, but, but the thing is you have to be putting good content though. Otherwise mm -hmm. you just have an empty account and it's going to be like, Oh yeah, followers, but like no engagement. Yeah, I had like 7,000 followers at one point and was getting like maybe like 400 likes per post. Yeah. And See, I was stoked when I first saw you after Sugar Crush. I'm like, I got more followers on Instagram than him still. So like, I'm still okay. We're good. And then like, in two days, got like 100,000 yeah, really like, followers. Yeah, you almost 100 right now, aren't you? Get the, get the dude, I was, but that's the thing. I was like, dude, how did it, it went viral on two platforms? It's got like over 18 million views on Instagram Reels. I've never even seen anything that viral on Instagram ever. Yeah, I was like, "What, dude? It's got like over two million likes on Instagram Reels." You made that song more famous than the original artist. I know, and that's oh, why I was like, it is. "It's his name is Elioto." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like Jay Z said, "You made the Yankee hat more famous than the Yankees did." Right. Pretty exactly, right. and that—that's like when I made that video too. I remember looking at the screen; it had like nineteen hundred nine. 914,000 videos with the sugar crush sound. And then once I made it, like a week later, it was at like 4 million plus videos. It's wild, dude. Which Everybody I think is really cool too because it forced people to step up their game a little bit. Cuz they were all like, trying to get that quality. Yeah, like it forced people to make to 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 get a camera in their hands. So I thought that was kind of I cool. even texted you like, bro. Bro. <laughs> because the thing is, like, I watch videos and they're like, you gotta, you know, click upload in HD, which I don't even have that freaking button on my. On I don't my either. I don't no, know. Me either. Talking. I've seen videos about it. I don't even know what they're yeah. talking about. I got an iPhone 11 Pro or whatever. I don't have that. No, I got no button, and I got like a DSLR, like what I use for like camera, but it doesn't do 4K. I don't think. But like, I, I was like trying every aspect. I'm like, why can't I? Like, then like, okay, go to your your phone. Like, go to your actual like 
video and then click the video, go to share and share to TikTok. That way it uploads with better quality. And I don't even know if that's real, but like mm-hmm. nothing worked. And I'm like, this still looks exactly the same. So like, I just- Unless you film it with a real, with a real camera where you're like, you have like outdoor lighting, it, you know. So like it's basically a- taking as big as you possibly can. So that way, by the time they condense it, it's still bigger than your original iPhone video, say? Well, so TikTok only allows you to upload 1080 by 1920. Like you can't, you can't do anything higher than that. And um, I have, I didn't know if the upload HD version, like, because that button hasn't been there for me a while. I saw um, it like months ago and then it disappeared. Yeah, same. But like what I do now, so like if you have, if you have 4K footage and you upload it directly to TikTok, it will automatically compress it when you upload to TikTok, so it won't look that good. But if you compress it in your editing software, so like I take my 4K and I scale it down to 1920 by 1080, and then I render it at a variable bit rate so that it will look crisp on any device. Right, okay. So I I got everything set for render it with the variable bit rate. What does that mean? So that it can adapt to any type of compression? Yes, exactly. So like, uh, you know, you'll have... In, in Premiere Pro, it says VBR uh, two pass or whatever. So yeah. it's 15 to, to 40. So if you like, it'll adapt to whatever device you're watching it on. And that's why, like, a lot of people in the Sugar Crush are like, I didn't know my phone could do this type of quality because it, you know, it scaled down to 15 meg- megs in, as opposed to 40 because it knows a device can't handle that. So that's like one of the strategies. Yeah, and that's like a very world. common yeah, thing. A lot more editing stuff than I am. I, this is all above my head. I'm not really good with editing and software mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I understand it. I don't know how to do it though. Like, cause I have Premiere Pro. I do all my editing on Photoshop and AI for my mm-hmm. clothing brand, all this different stuff, do logos and whatnot. And I used to edit YouTube videos back when I, you know, did construction videos. So like, mm-hmm. I know all this, I'm not saying I can execute it, but like I, I've looked into it. I know what it means. And that's what I was missing though. The variable bit, variable bit rate, because when I, render it it renders as what i mean i'm not even know what it was mm-hmm. but so that way it would always still get compressed by tiktok every time i posted it so it would still yeah. go back down to that tiktok quality and right. i was like frustrated because i was recording in 4k and I, it was 4k on my phone so i get there's a difference but mm-hmm. it still was like i mean it was just really unclear yeah because um, you can shoot 4k on your phone but it still compresses it and it it doesn't it's not actual 4k yeah, so, I was able lot. to kind of just like bypass that and be like, okay, this is 4K, just scaled down. Plus the yeah. the camera that I do, like your iPhone is 12 megapixels, and the camera that I shoot is 20 megapixels, so that's eight million more pixels capturing information. Damn. So it's just <laughs> going. There's no, and that's the thing too. People were pissing me off in the comments. They're like, oh, you, you just blurred the background on your iPhone. I was like, there's no way you can get any type of picture like this with any phone. <laughs> How, yeah what do you mean like what you like took a video in like what is it portrait mode or something i don't even like what? yeah some people were so adamant that i was using a phone and just like blurred the background because they care so much like there's no way he did that the portrait mode. yeah <laughs> portrait mode's great for taking pictures of your kids like, oh he's so cute can't see all the garbage in the back um, I, I i don't like portrait mode <laughs> I, I've never been a fan of it, but um, there's sometimes when I need to take a picture and like it's a mess and I'm like, portrait mode, mm-hmm. background. Yeah, and it, it leaves like, so like if I took like a selfie Art. with my cowboy hat, it'll leave like artifacts around here. Yeah. Like if you zoom in, 
you'll see like just where part of it's in focus and out of focus. It's you'll, not like, like using a green option. screen on TikTok. You'll just see the constant like halo around everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just it bugs me. <laughs> so so I I, I want to ask you what what overall overall mm. grand scheme of things and Ben, this question's coming to you second. So get ready. What is your dream? What is your goal? What is your 10 year from now? Because let's just say we're living the dream in 10 years, every aspect of it. Mm-hmm. What does that look like for you? It looked like I compare it to a lot of people. Like I've seen come up in the game, um, like as, as dude, perfect. Um, you know, Granger Smith with Yee Yee Ranch is another another one. Um, so, like, uh, that's the whole goal is, like, you know, in 10 years, you know, be able to touch as many niches as I can, have Luciano be, like, one of the staples in, in the Western industry, uh, have, like, a Luciano wet ranch with, with a warehouse. Um, and I know it's a lot of work to get there, but, like, and then just ultimately trying and touching as, as many niches as I can within that. Like, it'd be cool to have, like, Luciano Fitness, Luciano Diesel, like just those things, like hey, that, and, thing, bro. Yeah, <laughs> envelop this lifestyle, and then also like keep keep the the ranch and, and cowboy lifestyle alive. That's dope, dude. That you yeah. just, told, you just yeah, good stuff. Life. I mean, that's 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 what it's all about, man. Pursuing mm-hmm. what makes you happy, what you enjoy doing. Yeah, so man. Why, anything more than that. Yeah, and we're also building like another uh, company right now. It's like it's called the Wag Bar. I don't know if you've heard I of it. That. I was gonna ask. Yeah. You, I forgot. Tell me about it. So like it's basically um, when we did our first Tratter meet, um, the you know my buddy Gatlin hit up the Wag Bar, and actually though they hit him up and they wanted to kind of like sponsor the event and like come up set up their booth, um, and it's two guys, uh, John and Rue, who started uh, this company. And, um, he take, he took Wagyu beef or cattle rather, and crossed it with American Angus to make American Wagyu. And it's an actual beef bar and it's got 15 grams of protein, 90 calories. Um, and it's sort of like, I want to make this the next Slim Jim. You know what I mean? Cause 15, there's 15, 90 calories. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's Cause I'm used to like protein bars, right? And they have a lot of sugar in them, like the the yeah. R, the Metrix bars or RX bars or whatever. Yeah. Um, but this one has act like it's actual food. You know what I mean? It's got that you can heat it up in the microwave, and it's like that on the go snack. Um, so that's one of the microwave. Yeah, you dude, it's like steak in a wrapper, dude. It's awesome. <laughs> what? <laughs> I have to try this. It I've sounds seen weird. The videos, I and I'll be like, first off. I mean, any type of meat snack looks disgusting from visual aspect. But like <laughs> when I see y'all biting it, that's the test. Because I've seen the jerky commercials. When they bite it, I'm like, no thanks, my teeth are getting old. But like when I see you guys <laughs> bite it, like it looks like you got like, I'm gonna have to try it before I say something about it because it looks bomb. It looks like it's yeah. something that would actually be enjoyable and be worth taking with you to actually like put something in your stomach, not just like eat something that's just full of sugar and actually makes you feel like crap on an empty stomach. Yeah, like it's it's a legit thick bar. Like it's, there's other beef bars out there that are like flatter, but this one is a a thick beef bar, and it is it's just like one of my favorite snacks of all time. So we partner with them. So in the next ten years, we're gonna grow that thing to be to be huge. That's yeah, man. You're you're still that would be another thing. That would be a perfect thing to put on put up put up on the uh, Luciano Ranch. Luciano Ranch. Hell yeah. Um, 
dude. See, that was I was when you said yeet yeet, I was like, this asshole, this this dude. That's literally like so like much love clothing is like that's kind of the concept that I have is like creating mm -hmm. like that acreage, right? The yeah. western, like I'm not really western in the clothing brand, but like I mean, even right now, like when I bought this ranch, it was it was meant to be like just fun, right? Acreage to yeah. run around on, have have fun on. You know, I want to get you know eventually Polaris's horses again. I'm, I'm out, about to build. That's the third time you mentioned Polaris tonight. You better get yourself a Polaris, man. <laughs> so I grew up, man. I I've been wanting to get one so bad because now they got new. I'm not gonna get into it. They got new ones, and bro, you're talking about like a five -five, right? Actually, use them for hunting. Anyway, um, I, that's what you I know, want. Are you talking about an ATV, like a four wheeler, or like a side by side? Like a four, like 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 a like probably. It would be what I'm, I'm trying to think of what it's called. The Polaris, oh, is it cross country? Is it is it the cross country? The You're talking about the, it's, like a, it's like a roll cage, like a two seater oh, or a four seater. It's got like a little bed. No, it's a vehicle. Yeah, no, but I don't want the one with the bed. It's right. an actual. It's, it's, like, it's like, a, like a side by side, or like a like a dune buggy kind of deal. You got to get the razor. I, no, I don't want the razor. See, the razors to me seem more sport. The razor seems sport, like you would take to the dunes. I yes. feel like a Polaris is like what you would legit take down trails when you're like trying to clear a path. You got the chainsaws with you, all that type of stuff, mm -hmm. right? Okay, now I know what you're talking. Okay, now I got an idea what you're talking. Well, it's, about. It's, a, it's like a six seater with like I guess it does have a bed. It's like a, a two foot bed in the back, more like a box. Right. Yeah, and my dad like, had one. The beds are so useful. They you could throw stuff back there. You right. could throw lumber. You could throw like you know if you're gonna go build a little shack or like a hunting a hunting lodge or something. Dude, yeah, when, anyway. we went, when we were riding, he was like, he was like the mule, like, he, like that bed could hold a cooler, right? It held all of our extra gear. So like, because we would like in Pennsylvania, we would go to Reading Anthracite and ride up there and he was able to keep up with us, but also haul all of our stuff that we didn't have to put on our backpacks. So whenever we took a break, now we had a cooler full of way more food than we could fit in our backpacks and like extra clothes if we needed it. It's a modern day pack mule. I mean, oh yeah, it's awesome. I mean, and it, yeah, it's. I mean, you could put the tents in there, whatever you want to put in it. It's it's amazing. And I want I want land. Um, like in, in back in uh, uh California, had a 800, 800 acre ranch. We would always go up there, um, and we would drive around. Um, they had like a little cabin. You could shoot skeet off the mountain, stuff like that. That's what mm -hmm. I'm trying to create here in Texas. Is like, mm -hmm. I want to get. I mean, obviously, right now I'm 29. I'm 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 shooting realistic. You know, 60, 40, 60 acres. That's what I want to start with. But eventually I want I want to basically explore. Like I want to be able to cut the trails, you know, get the chainsaws out, get the bulldozer. I want to own freaking skidsters, tractors. Like that's mm -hmm. my dream. And I want the I want the clothing brand to be like the center of it. Kind of like you said, where that's that's what's there. And then you just make ads because the thing is, every brand is based off of content. And now you yeah. have 800 acres to just make content. Like like Yee Yee, they did it perfectly where it's like we have fun and that sells our clothing, which pays us to have fun. Like, yeah, what exactly. want? like that's it. That's, that's, that's the goal. But um, yeah, man, I feel, I feel you on that. We definitely have to collab in the future. Ben, 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 I, we've, I, we've been talking for a long time, man. You, you are officially my co-host on a podcast. We've talked a lot. I don't know what your dream is. What, I mean, I feel like Mr. Big Will. Now, <laughs> my dream kind of changes all the time, actually. Um, I haven't figured out what my dream is, but um it's, you know, ultimately, I'm not driven by money. And I say that honestly. I mean, obviously, money's great. Um, I love power sports. I love, that, you know, that kind of stuff. I got the motorcycles. Obviously, I would love to have an enormous garage full of, like, side-by-sides, ATVs, motorcycles, boats. Who doesn't? What do you ride, by the way? 
Uh, well, I have a Yamaha R1 2019. I have a DR400 SM, and I have a Yamaha FZ1. I also have a go-kart, which I have not put it on TikTok yet because it's not running right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I love power sports. I love all that kind of stuff. What's what do you that? feel about a Jixxer 750? I think it's a good bike. Yeah, that was my bike until I crashed it, so we won't talk about that. Oh, no kidding, man. I always want to get my motorcycle license, but I just have I have a Suzuki Z400. That's my only four-wheeler right now. Nice. I saw your video on that on YouTube. I stalked you on YouTube. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was such a dumb video. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. Anyway, Ben. Um, well, so, I mean, ultimately, like, obviously, I, when I got into TikTok, and it, it's crazy that, you know, so many doors open for me. You know that over the summer, I was writing news articles. I, have, I got people reaching out, out to me. I had, like I said, two job offers yesterday. Prager University reached out to me yesterday, and they're kind of a big deal. Wow. So um, I'm talking to them right now. Obviously, you know, I'm 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 up and coming. I'm the oldest one here, but uh, I feel like I'm just starting to spread my wings. Um, but I think, you know, ultimately, if I'm I don't I don't want to be like involved in politics. I don't want to be a politician at all by any means. Mm-hmm. But um, just a general like in a perfect world, I would either be Joe Rogan or I would be somebody who owns a like a nonprofit that takes in stray animals. One of those two would be great, but dude. Realistically, I would be I would like to be some sort of uh you know, maybe like a political commentator, just like a world world views kind of influencer for lack of a better description. I don't know yet. Um, but like I said, windows are doors are always opening and uh I think I'm just uh, I'm just starting that real the real the real grit of that journey. So we'll see where it takes me. I feel like you're already there, but like, well, not already there, but like, I feel like you're already on that path, like major scale, because I mean, I, I feel like I'm like, I get tagged in videos every single day and I swear to you, every time I get tagged, your ass is right beside my tag. And I'm like, this dude has like a fraction of my followers, but you're (laughs) always tagged in everything I'm tagged in because people look to you for that legit substance. I feel like I got a lot of followers because of my melanin. I'm just going to be honest. I'm not going to be delusional because I can say things that, you know, people can't say that don't look like me. And I realize that that is a large portion of my following is because I can call a spade a spade, whereas you have the tippy toe. But I don't think you realize the traction that you actually have in that, right? The commentator, the the person that people go to like that Joe Rogan where it's like this dude's just gonna say how it is like he doesn't care mm-hmm. about your feelings he doesn't care about your political view he doesn't care about where you came from he's gonna tell you a b and c and he's gonna tell it exactly how they are and like you kind of accept it for what it is because that's when I look to you there's people out there that I'm like and eh, they have an agenda but like you're just like this is what it is like and you always state your bias right at the beginning I think you have something man I would I would shoot down that path I think. Wait. So you said you're older than both of us. How old are you? I, I mean, thirty. I'll be uh, I'll be thirty one in a in a week. You look like you like singing a boy band. No lie. <laughs> I, I you know on TikTok I kind of have a baby face. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I I everybody thinks I'm younger than I am. Hey, mustaches are, are are popular on TikTok, so you should grow out a mustache. Oh, <laughs> dude, I could grow a mean stash. I'm half Italian. This thing comes in pretty. pretty Do thick. it. Do it. I already got the long hair. Backwards hat. Long hair and the long stash, dude. Mullet. Do it, man. I'm telling you, I'm I I am predicting you grow the stash. Followers, they're gonna skyrocket to eight hundred thousand <laughs> in a matter of like three weeks. I'm going to the I moon, promise. baby. 
the, the ladies, movie. everybody's like, oh my God, Ben's hair. Oh, I love it. I'm like, shut up. Ain't nobody care. But so, no. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, per, in a perfect world, I'd be Joe Rogan or, you know, animal shelter kind of deal working with animals. But um, until then, uh, we're just grinding, just grinding. Try, every time TikTok decides to unshadow ban me, I get exponentially more, more, you know, uh, exposure and people reach out to me. So, mm-hmm. hey, man, I'll, never, I'll never understand shadow bands. It's wild. It's so frustrating. Uh, honestly, I've always felt targeted by it, but I don't think there's any type of, I, I think there's just so many people on TikTok that it's always got to be somebody's turn to not get views. Right. Yeah, yeah, everybody. But then, but then it's, there's other people that like, steady roll with millions of views and you're like what what the heck yeah you know what i mean there's there's some, there's, what's the name of that dude there's like an asian dude with his like son and they always dance um he looks oh. like a mansion I oh michael lee yeah i think so yeah mm-hmm. him and him and his son who's like four or five or something that's his little brother oh yeah i know who you're talking his about brother? yeah he's only 19. I, he what yeah, Michael. Yeah, he, he that's his little brother. Damn. I'm pretty sure. I didn't really well, they always roll like no matter what, they're getting like 10, 15 million views on well, their like the most wholesome content. It's always gonna it's always gonna go. You know, it's good though. Like I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not even mad at it. I watch it, I'm like, that was fun. Like oh, I feel happy. exactly yeah. Yeah, but I look at other people like like and not to say like I, I'm not like Bella Porch, right? Her her end to the bees went like nuts, right? It is the most like viral video on TikTok, but it boosted her to like crazy numbers. And now whatever she does, like she could post anything and it will it'll do well. It's like I don't understand that type of relevancy as opposed. Like, I feel like there's a difference between relevancy and virality. If that makes sense. Yeah, because you even posted after you hit the four million, you'd post stuff and you'd still get that like hundred, three hundred thousand view video. Yeah. And, like there's other people with four million that literally every, nothing's below a mil. Nothing. Uh-huh. It's it's crazy. I, and it's still like a a science or some it feels oh. like a science or some sort of wizardry. The thing is you gotta remember there's probably a lot of like creepy people out there that just watch those videos on repeat. I mean and there, there was the big conspiracy that Charlie D'Amelio had a bunch of fake followers. But uh, yeah, you never know. I, I mean, believe it. she's garbage. Sorry, sorry, Charlie. If you're watching, I don't think Charlie can dance. I think I can dance better than Charlie. <laughs> I watched an Adidas ad she did, and I was like, "That's not good." Like it wasn't that I didn't like. I don't like her. I was just like, mm-hmm. it seems like she's like like I've seen Nick. I've seen you do. I forgot what dance it was, but I'm like Nick went harder than 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 Charlie's gone on any song because she's like, yeah. I like, mean. Respect like her. I mean, she, yeah, I mean, she's talented in her, like, in her choreo- choreography, like her other sort of, like, I don't, I don't know what, what type of dance that is, like, like her dance studio stuff, like, very flexible yeah. and, like, crazy moves for that type of stuff. But when it comes, like, hip-hop and stuff, like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it, eh, but... <laughs> <laughs> Got to choose your words. You're you're one of the big creators now. No, I mean no. Charlie is talented in her in her like very her niche style of, of dancing, but everything else is just a trend. That's all it is. Yeah. But and and she knows that she's gonna get millions of views no matter what. How would you like okay. to be at the point where 
you, you make 20,000, 20, 30, $40,000 for a 60 second TikTok video. How insane is that? That that is nuts. I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's like, but the but the amount of money that like is already offered at my level too is just like I, sometimes I gasp at the prices that they're offering. Yeah. What the? Like that's more than I made in an entire month at my engineering job. <laughs> yeah, that's what's correct. People, I tell people that. I mean, I'm I'm at a fraction of your guys' scale, mm-hmm. and even the things that came at me, like especially this big one I'm about to do, I'm like. Like I literally, it was embarrassing because I emailed him back. I'm like, can you, <laughs> can you like let me know? Like, was this a mistake? Contract one more time, like, because I think you added an extra. And it's just it's the fact that they're not spending that money where they normally spent it, and they're spending mm-hmm. it here. And I'm like, okay, like, you know, you don't you don't question it, but you still have to wonder. Like, like for me, my biggest thing was like, damn, like, do I really bring this amount of value, right? Mm-hmm. Because you worry, you're like, because. Because, I mean, content creators always come from the basis of, like, you want to bring that value. You want to be appreciated. You want to bring something dope. So especially when there's, like, a number hovering over you or a business hovering over you, you're like, damn, like, I want to make sure I still produce results so that, obviously, I have a business that can produce down the road and other people see me and want to work with me. So, like, even to the day, because I haven't put out out any of the content yet, I'm just like, man, is this good enough? Like, do I need to redo it? Like, is my my value there? It's Mm -hmm. it's just a weird – it's – it's insane the world we live in and um it's it's a learning experience i mean i feel like all of us are kind of self-taught self-learned i mean there's no class for social media influencer there's no class for social media presence information mm-hmm. like i mean this is not like you don't youtube a video on how to be what we are like you just you know, like, I mean, Ben, you're getting job offers and you're like, whoa, did I think I'll get job offers off of like dropping content on TikTok? Like, yeah. It blows every type of like mental restraint out of the water because now you're just like, okay, this is just not reality. Like it's. Yeah, but it's so cool though, because like I'll wake up some mornings and like, like I remember the feeling of waking up and be like, oh, I gotta go to the office. Gotta do this. And now I wake up and I'm like, Cool. (laughs) (laughs) I remember sometimes I just drive. I'm like, huh, I'll go to the gym at eight today instead of six. I I do that. that. Yeah. Work for yourself. No HR department. No, no uniforms. No late Mm -hmm. to work. No boss to report to. Different. Cause I mean, I was self, I mean, I was self-employed to run a business, run a couple, ran a couple businesses. And it was still a way heavier toll, right? You still had to make sure, like, I had to make sure all the crews were on, on the job site. All the supplies were ordered. All the equipment was where it needed to be. I needed to go to the job sites, work on the job sites, be on the job sites. And, mm-hmm. like, that was still me doing what I wanted to do, and I loved doing it. But, like, there was still a laundry list. Like, if I wanted to go to the gym, I was going to the gym at 4 in the morning. So, like, every day I was, like, I had to get up. I had to go to bed early. So I was up at, like, 3.45, going to the gym, 4. Like, so, like, I still had the schedule. Now I'm, like... Like you said, I was like the other day, like I was at the gym at like 8.40 and I was like, I'm like two hours behind. I made a video. I'm like, I'm two hours behind my schedule. Like I was just exhausted, but it was yeah. fun. Like I was just like, I'm just going to take my time today. Like mm-hmm. because the the sales, my clothing brand sales are still coming through. I'm going to put those orders. Like you just, everything is kind of working on its own. You don't have this massive infrastructure below you. I mean, you do, but it's all independent, almost like a subcontractor type effect where you, you don't have to be on top of everything. Yeah. It's weird, man. It's 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 weird. Like I still like like the other day, I still stumble out when people ask like, "What do you do?" I'm like, 
I'm a contractor, but I'm like, but I haven't done like contracting in months. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm a, I'm like, I do like a, I, I become an Instagram. Just say, I just say I'm an entrepreneur. See, I, but I hate when people like, cause I, like I've been an entrepreneur. It, you are an influencer. Yeah. In, influencer slash entrepreneur. I've always, I think I just hated those titles. Like I'm such a blue collar type person where uh-huh. I was like, with this influencer, I'm like, get the, get, they are go, a real go, job. go sit down. Right. Think about it. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, I can, I can show you like my paycheck. Like, and that's the thing too, is like an inf- influencer. I get paychecks every day. Yeah. That like, I remember some, some, some guy, he was, he was real drunk and he was talking shit about TikTok, and I didn't say anything to him because I'm like not very like super confrontational at, at first, but you know, <laughs> he was, he was a history teacher and he started talking about like talking shit on TikTok, And I was like, okay, I get paid every day, like a paycheck every day from TikTok. that a little bit more than you. <laughs> He's just some yeah. guy that was drinking too much at the bar, talking a bunch of trash. Oh yeah. 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 Wait, so you're still part of the creator fund, huh? Mm-hmm. Asshole. Must be nice. <laughs> Wait, Ben, did you get kicked off too? I was never allowed in from the get. Really? Oh. Really? Well, you got. I mean, if if anybody remembers, I got my I cut my teeth on TikTok selling conspiracy theories. True. Like conspiracy yeah. theories. They didn't want nothing to do with me. I. Uh, I'm not surprised. I'm not offended. I you know. I don't know. For dangerous activities, I had I posted a video where I was where I was driving. And um, that was the reason they kicked me off the because I think I, I'm still I'm still currently partnered with TikTok like that's why I have like all the like the the live that I can do on TikTok um, the 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 playlist like I have playlists on my account where I can put all my videos into playlists I got like, that now all, you have it yeah uh-huh. wait, 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 wait hold up John you mentioned that you can you can go TikTok live now from Streamyard yeah I'm on TikTok live right now is that is that just for uh... For like verified creators, or what's the deal with that? It's for TikTok partners. So like I'm part of a uh, TikTok or learning creator something. My privilege card, privilege card won't privilege card won't help me on this one, huh? No, no. I and I actually got my white one, so I'm doing good too. Ah, good, um, for you, good for you. But anyway, they gave it to me specifically, uh, and some other people that are in the learning uh, fund or whatever. I don't. That's super cool. I wish I could do that. Um. But yeah, so like I'm partnered with them, and they still remove me from it. I'm like, why'd you remove me? They're like, well, because you had a you had a video where you were driving in your car, which is a dangerous activity. So we removed you from the phone. And I was like, that's it. And they're like, yep. And I'm like, that's not it, is it? And like, so like the girl that I had, like I know that worked at TikTok, I texted her, and she's like, well. And then she went on to some other things. That's, that's funny. One time I was pretending, I pretended like I almost got into an accident, and they flagged the video for dangerous activities. Yeah. Another time I had some road flares, like literally road flares. And I did a little skit where I pretended it was dynamite, but I, I said in the caption that these are road flares. This is not dynamite. They still, yeah, removed, it for, they still removed it for like illegal goods or whatever. Well, because they, you got to think about people who are using TikTok. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, mommy, I saw a dynamite stick. And I'm like, okay. Because Wild E. Coyote never used dynamite, right? That was a horrible cartoon. I mean, that was just murder over and over and over. <laughs> that was homo- that was first degree homicide. Like straight up, just like let's kill this person as many times as we can. This man orders stuff out of a catalog to murder people. 
that's conspiracy right there. Yeah, dude, my my last videos were taken down for feeding my horse beer. I that was the video no. that where you were wearing my hat and shirt, and I was like, oh, yeah, man. dude, you abused the horse by giving it a good time. How dare you? I know. I was like, it's a thing too, and I actually won that appeal <laughs> because I included a screenshot that like shows like you can google like is beer bad for horses and the very first like text box that shows up is like no so yeah. i was like this is stupid like it was like violent acts i was like this is stupid like i didn't say that in the, the appeal but like i just said the screenshot and like it's not bad like it's not abuse like i don't know why and then i tried you to saw, do it again you saw, like hey like whiskey for my men beer for my horses like it was stated years ago that this is okay yeah exactly like, i mean come on yeah, Wait, so come out before I forget. Before I forget, mm -hmm. I need to ask you if you're actually a cowboy or country. What is your favorite country artist and your favorite country song? Mm, that's tough. There's so many. There's... Georgia, Carolina, I'll slap that hat so far across the country. Honestly, like I listen to all sorts of genres of music. I want to like appreciate every single genre. Um and I appreciate music for its art form, whether it's, you know, bluegrass or rap or hip hop, R and B, whatever it is. Sure. So like I, I'll, I'll, I'll crank any tune in the truck, but my, my, like I have been like cranking, um, a lot of, like Co Wetzel honey pain is like one of, I don't know if you've heard that song, yeah. but it's like one of the songs that I love the most just cause like I can harmonize with it really well and sing with it really well. So that's like one of my favorite songs, um, uh, at least to sing with. Goodbye. And then, um, honestly, like um, favorite artist of all time has got to be George Strait, just because he's the king. Yeah, he's the king. Yeah, okay. He's the king. This is like this is how it is. You can't not like even if yeah no mm -hmm. I mean you can't not say that and like be okay to be honest like yeah I, I could see that I, for me like recently like I've really been on. Which I would, I mean, I'll, I'll call him country, but like um, Morgan Wallen, I've been enjoying. But mm -hmm. what I really enjoy is is Tyler Chillers. Yeah, I, he's, he's, for he's some reason I feel in my bones every single line that that man sings. Like, dude, he is crazy talented. Dude, I, I don't know. It's the and it's and I wouldn't even. I mean, I would say the music. But it's the storytelling that gets me on him, where I'm just like, man, like, mm -hmm. "Nose to the Grindstone" by him is one of my my favorite songs. It's that at White House Road is a good one, uh -huh. which I just think is 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 a fun like just. Um, and then uh, uh, I forgot they played one of them. They actually played a few on Yellowstone. Um, uh, they played Lady, Lady May on Yellowstone. Lady May, the acoustic version of that one is absolutely mm -hmm. amazing. Um, but okay, okay. So I mean, George Strait, I can see that. I can see that. Um, Cole Wetzel, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, Cole. That's just one of his my favorite songs, like to to sing. Because um, I, I honestly, because I was singing that on the way home. Um, yeah. But there's just like I just like there's so many great artists out there, and I love the Red Dirt scene. Like I just love that the Red Dirt country scene is actually like I feel like it's making a comeback. Oh, it is for sure. Like people are putting the spins on it and just like making it popular again. And I like Morgan Wallen got he's got a great voice and stuff like that. But you know, with some of his pop country stuff is is not necessarily considered country. But the guy's like 
crazy talented. I, I really stick to his songs like when like the the bonus like the bandit on a bullet hole. I just thought the concept of that song was dope. Um, mm-hmm. And then like uh, I really enjoyed the uh, was it sand uh, sand in my boots or whatever it was. Yeah, sand um, in my boots or, or the ballad version. I, I like when it comes to music. Like I because I used to be in music. I'm more on top of the lyrics and the story, like the mural that gets painted by the mm-hmm. end of the song, than the actual ins and outs of every aspect of it. So like if by the end of it, I feel like I just watched a movie. I am 100 down with that artist because I feel like I see the appreciation of like the the path. Like you know that they create with the lyrics. I feel like a lot of rap mm-hmm. used to be that way, and now it's like by the end of the song, you don't know what just happened. It's just like a cool beat. So whenever I yeah. see someone that can like put me in a mood or like in a zone or in a visual aspect, like I'm down with that. Which I yeah, think that reminds cool. me of like one of my. I, do you guys know who John Bellion is? No, but he's uh, he's he's like he's the uh, like he's the one that wrote the. Uh, I don't know if you the, know the song like I'm at an all time low. Yeah. He's like, I'm at an all-time low, 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 low. He goes like that. Yeah. He wrote that song. And I remember, like, it was a couple years ago, just he, like, he bought a, he, like, rented out an apartment for, like, about a month and just cranked out. Like, it was all YouTube video. And he just cranked out songs. And he was, like, humming into the mic and, like, making instruments out of his voices and, like, just doing the craziest stuff, the most creative things. And just like the behind the scenes work of how somebody makes a music makes the song better to me too. Because like when I hear those instruments and stuff in the background, I'm like, dang, that's like, like people don't have that level of appreciation sometimes. So like you can separate it all right. You hear it all independently rather than just like this cohesive thing. That's like this is the song. Like you hear Mm -hmm. every realize what goes into a, a single recording. A lot of it's very impressive. Oh yeah. yeah, it's 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 a complete art. It's right. nothing to me. It's I, like I, I related to like because my brother, my uh, not my brother, my cousin, he produces music, and um, he's super talented. And the way they, like, I relate to it in a way because like the way as a videographer, we manipulate pixels as they manipulate waveforms. Yep. So it's like I thought that's like just such a cool analogy. So like because I never really thought of it like that. Wow. Yeah, audio engineering is it's again above my head, but I definitely have a respect for people who know how, know what they're doing and are talented with, at it. Yeah, it's, it's, I didn't think about it like that actually. That's the first time I've I've thought about it like that. That's exactly what it is. That's why when you can combine both of them together for like a music video or just like a portrayal of something, uh-huh. it's super potent because you your 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 sensories are just being overloaded with like this sense of, I guess, emotion. I mean, regardless of what emotion it is, like you're gonna get it. Yeah. From, from both or one or the other story is um, king man that's, yeah that's what they always say in videography story is king like, it is yeah and i tell every brand that wants to work with me i'm like look i'm not selling your brand i'm selling mm-hmm. an emotion that makes people want to enjoy your brand period like i, I yeah. told i told my one of my one of my marketing buddies which i feel like us as content creators get it but mm-hmm. I told him because he was always like, we got to, you, you know, you need to monetize, you need to sell. I'm like, I will never sell a company. I will only sell an emotion that I have while using or enjoying that company. And at yeah. that time, people resonate with you because if I say buy, you know, Luciano Western wear because he's here on the podcast, people think, like, all right, like, cool, whatever. They're not going to do anything. But right. if they see 
who you are and how you enjoy life and how you resonate with people and how you're excited to help those, they're going to see like, yo, like I vibe with this guy's emotion and excitement. Like I want to buy one of his hats because when I wear it, I feel like I'm embodying that emotion. Right. Mm -hmm. And so many people lose sight of that. So many brands lose sight of that. They're like, they just want to sell the product. And I'm like, nobody, that's why no one wants Adidas anymore because no one knows what Adidas stands for. Like, it's just these three, like no one cares. So like you and all of us here have that ability to bring that emotion in, mm-hmm. which, you know, we can build our own brands. We can market other people's brands. It's dope. It's crazy, man. I'm yeah, blessed that's, to be in I, I always tell people too, like, cause I get approached like, okay, I, I want to start my own brand. And I'm like, but why, why do you want to start your own brand? Because I don't know if, you, if you've heard of Simon Sinek, but he's an, he's a, a motivational speaker. Uh, and he has one a really good TED talk called like the golden circle. It's three layers of a circle. The outer layer is um, what the inner, the second inner layer is how, and then the the the, the golden middle is why. Because yeah. everybody knows what you do. They can see what you do from the outside. They you know you dig a little deeper. They know how you do it. But the the real part of your brand or any company is is the why. And if you don't have a why, you're not like people aren't going to follow you. Like it's just statistically proven. So it's like you could show what you do, what you do and how you do it all day long, but you're never going to be successful as a brand that successfully markets their why. So I always tell people, if you're going to start a brand, find your why. Yeah. So, that's and so, I think that's, that's why Luciano really right Good stuff there, Nick. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. That's, that's it, man. That's. That's, I mean, that goes. I mean, you all, all, all of us played sports, right? Ben, you played sports. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, football, high school football. Yeah, so like it was always like we all got that. Like you got to find your like, why are you here? Why are you playing? Right? Yeah. And like I've carried that with me in every aspect of life. Like just know why, and if you know mm-hmm. why, tell people why. And ninety percent of the time, you'd be surprised that other people have your same why, and then that's what resonates and and and. Because in the, I mean, it translates, right? Even if they don't have the exact same, if they know that you have one, they're going to understand that you have a reason to be existing and they're going to want to exist with you. Yeah, but yeah. that's, I mean, Nick, we're, we're pushing two hours here, man. I want to give you the ability to say whatever you want to everyone that's listening and will listen. Mainly, you're going to get podcast listeners, which are going to come in the future. So mm-hmm. talk to some people about something or whatever you want to say. All right. I'm just going to branch off like what, what I said, like about finding your why, because that goes along with like purpose and everybody in life always has to find some sort of purpose and you can get lost in, in, in finding your purpose. But to whoever, whoever's listening right now, I want to let you know that your purpose doesn't have to be like super specific, right? Like I always thought like my purpose was to be, um, you know, the best at baseball, the best in this specific category, the best at, you know, video editing, the best at this. Like I thought my purpose had to be so like tunnel vision, but I was so interested in so many different things, right? So I didn't know what my purpose was supposed to be. Was I supposed to be a cowboy? Was I supposed to be an engineer? Was I supposed to be a professional athlete? But no, now that I'm in the seat, I am now looking back. My purpose has always been improvement. It's one umbrella term. Whatever I do, I know I'm going to improve. I will never be perfect at it. But like you said, and we touched on it earlier, as long as you're taking 
steps, taking little steps to go to where you want to be, you know, you'll get there and your, your purpose will, will find itself if that makes sense. So just know that your purpose doesn't have to be super, you know, tunnel vision, as long as you have one umbrella, umbrella, you know, term for it. And that's for me is improvement. And that's helped me accomplish a lot of stuff by the age of 24. So that's my spiel. Damn. Good stuff. That's, that's deep, man. Like, <laughs> I wow. hope it made sense. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. You need that. You need to have a purpose, and you don't necessarily have to know what it is right now, or you don't have to know what it is tomorrow. But uh, everybody needs to find a purpose. Yeah. And, uh, like you said, it doesn't need to be super specific. Mm-hmm. But uh, ultimately, we all have a purpose, and deep down, we'll all figure out what it is. And when we do, that's when you really, you. That's when real growth is achieved. You know, mm-hmm. personally. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's dope, man. Like that's, that's huge <laughs> because yeah, you gotta, I mean, you gotta find what makes you happy. And I preach that the same thing is like, understand what you truly enjoy and mm-hmm. what you want to do and like go after it. We go after so many other things so hard that we don't even want because we feel like we need to. And we don't go after what we actually love with even a fraction of that energy. And I try to get people to go after what they love with that energy first. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like you can keep your job, but go after what you love harder. So, dude, that's huge. And I want to point out to everyone: this man did not try to push ads on you at all. He didn't put his Western wear in there. Nothing that's that shows you true. that you got a content creator that's creating for you guys, not to sell something. Which, in my exact point, about forty-five seconds ago, is what sells merch, what sells clothing, what sells brands and business. Is someone who's not trying to just take your dollars out of your pocket, but give you something first. Um, I appreciate that about you, Nick. And I go check that. out his Western wear, which is at what? It's LucianoWesternWear.com. LucianoWesternWear.com. It'll be in the show notes below this video as well as in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then do you have a link tree by any chance? Uh, you, uh, I'm sorry. Nick LucianoVideo.com as well, right? Yeah. And that's uh, for um, – bookings if you want to book me for a videography project nice. it's not like he goes viral every other day so like well nick i appreciate you ben i'm gonna let you say something man i appreciate you ben for being on here um another episode down. um nick this has been great absolute pleasure seem like a great guy very stand-up guy i wish you all the luck in your future endeavors so piggyback off what you were just saying about finding your why my mother always used to tell me don't chase money she said chase your passion and when you chase your passion if you're good at it the money will find you so i think that's a good message and i think it's a very similar message to what you were just saying so absolutely at 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 any rate nick thank you very much for coming on we appreciate you very much this has been great thank you man thanks guys for having me that was good ben I'm not gonna lie. That was good. Oh, that, was, that was pretty dope, man. That was good. I appreciate you all for being here. Much love to you all. Stay motivated. Stay blessed. Stay excited. Do whatever it is that you gotta do to get the thing that you want to get done done. Because that's what we're here. That's what we're trying to push. Because we want to be the best we could possibly be. Nick, thank you. Blue collar Ben. I will see you next week. And everybody watching, I will see you next week as well. Gentlemen, great weekend and happy Easter. Peace out, fellas. <laughs>